be on vacation today. No, we're back. <laughs> we work hard. Uh, good morning, Jim in North Carolina. How are you? This is Jim. Doing good, Howard, man. Don't, don't you think it's too risky for you to come back to studio with, uh, with COVID returning? I'll tell you the truth, Jim. I'm going crazy with this. My wife yelled at me last night. We got into a fight. What? She, well, yeah, because, you know, we this summer... You know how paranoid I am about getting COVID. I haven't gotten it and been pretty safe. And I really don't want to get it. I don't want to, you know, like everyone goes, don't worry. It's just a cold. For me, it'll probably be way worse. You know what I mean? I'd be, I'm the lucky one who will like, completely fall apart. And, you know, my wife's considerably younger than me, as you might have heard. And, and you know, she's not as concerned about getting, getting COVID as I am because, you know, I'm an older dude. So... Anyway, I guess last night, uh, Beth announced to me, we're, we're going to, you know, we're going into the city next week because Demi Lovato is going to be on. I want to be in the studio with her. And then Beth has a bunch of plans. She has like a wedding shower to go to and a lunch to go to with a friend and a dinner and a blah, 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 blah. So, um, you know, I really, we're really making an effort. We go out to restaurants. We went to the Ed Sheeran concert. We've, we've really been out there. I haven't gotten COVID. And I'm like, you know what? If I get it, I get it. Then all of a sudden they announced there's a new strain of COVID and it's on the rise. And, you know, people are being hospitalized. It's time to go back down into lockdown. And I'm like, you mean I'm just emerging and now I'm going back into lockdown and I'm up. So Beth announced to me last night, I'm in bed. She goes, um, I'm going to uh, a friend's birthday party Saturday night. You know, I'm not invited. It's a girl's thing. And I'm going to this and I'm going to that. And I and I just said, honey, we're going to get COVID. She goes, that's what you do. Every time I say I'm going to do something, you bring up COVID. Where is she? And, um, <laughs> After all this time, though, Howard, not getting COVID. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but no, but I mean, but it's like now, so, so she goes, that's what you do. Every time I say I'm going to do something, you say we're going to get COVID and you ruin it for me. And I go, well, I'm more, I mean, I'm, honey, you're my partner and I'm, I'm scared, you know, like I'm just voicing my concern. But yeah, but you ruin it for me because I go, well, how am I ruining it for you? I'm just telling you I'm scared. 
Am I wrong, because Robin? Because then she worries about you worrying about her activity. Yeah, and then she says, well, I can't have a good time. I'm like, well, gee, I'm sorry. I don't want to get COVID. But she's so right. Let's, I let's apologize. Let's look for a solution. Let's look for a solution. Well, I'm going to get COVID. That's all. That's the solution. Stop no, it. no, 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 no. I'm talking about, look, you can get COVID and also have all this disruption. Or you could keep your mouth shut about your concerns. Yeah. Well, that's what I said. And you have a good time and you You're could, right. you'll get COVID. <laughs> so she goes, you should apologize to me. And at first I was like, I'm not apologizing to you because <laughs> I am I'm not doing anything wrong. And then we almost went to bed angry. And then I said, I oh. thought about it, like what you just said. And I went, you know what, honey, if I'm doing that, if I'm always bringing up COVID every time you book something with your friends, I apologize. But it's just, I'm just expressing to you my fear and I'm scared. Well, she's got to understand well, your well. feelings too, Howard. It makes you nervous. It makes me nervous. I'm neurotic. Listen, I have a lot of issues. I'm a neurotic. You know what a neurotic is? I got OCD. Yes, a person with no real problems, but who makes them up? Yeah, <laughs> I make a ton of problems. I got to go take a test tomorrow for peeing. You know, I got what? an enlarged process. You can't yeah. pee? <laughs> yeah, well, no, I can pee, but I pee every 15 fucking minutes. So I'm taking a pee and retention, a urination retention uh, test where I drink a bottle of water. I pee, and then we see how much water is left in my bladder after I pee. Oh, they think you're not letting it all out. Yeah. Well, can they look well, at your no, bladder I... to do that and see if it's full? Yeah, they do a sonogram of your bladder. Right. And, yeah, they um, see if you, you know, got it mostly empty, or that's why you're always being prompted to go. Yeah, and then, I don't know. But anyway, look at this. COVID hospitalizations have gone up 15% in recent weeks. So, I'm, you know... So I don't know what to fucking do anymore, man. I don't know. I'm a bummer. My wife thinks I'm a bummer. Where is she? I put on a mask yesterday because I went to the drugstore. I was like, am I really going to? I'm taking out the mask. Well, there's going to be COVID in that drugstore. <laughs> I went to the drugstore, too, to get my RSV vaccine. Well, that's what I was doing. Yeah. Okay. And good. And uh, I didn't wear a mask there because I'm trying to be Mr. Hey, I'm joining the world like the rest of the world and I'm walking around without a mask. But because uh, I, I get the shamed. Rest of the world care about you and your mask. Oh, you, they do. You know, again, hospitals will have more COVID Shame. than the general population nah. drugstores as soon as I, i'm standing there waiting for my my vaccine and a woman comes in and buys a covid test i said you see i'm glad i'm wearing yeah. this mask well you're right and look you're at the, the high right profile people that have it i mean Whoopi goldberg uh jill biden james hatfield they've already got it you know, everybody's Ooh. had it except for me and robin and no Beth. they he means they right now. now they're getting it again i know so anyway we're going into the city I got dinner plans with my daughter and her husband, and I got, uh, you know, I'm coming into the studio with Demi Lovato, and then uh, the following week with Paul Simon. My wife wants to stay well, in the city. Well, don't you kill Paul Simon. That's all I got. <laughs> Paul Simon. COVID, don't I, you give it to Paul Simon. You're not kidding. Yeah, I mean, you don't want the staff. You don't want, like, Chris Wilding giving you COVID or somebody on the staff giving it to you. That could happen as well. 
Yeah, well, anyway, I can't keep doing this. If I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it. And my wife, I don't want to be a bummer to my wife. And then my wife goes, well, I'm going to go to the party and uh, I'll stay away from you for two days and uh, quarantine. And I go, well, what, what the fuck? How are we going to do that? We're in the same apartment. Where, where are you going to yeah, be? Where You're are not you gonna... going? Where are you going? She's so, she, I'm going to stay away from you. What, how are you going to do that? Exactly. Where where are you in the apartment? It's the apartment's oh, not that big. Goodness. It's a nice size apartment, but it ain't that big. And we eat you'll probably together. pass each other at some point. <laughs> We're gonna separate for two days, and I'm like, that's not gonna happen. I'm if she gets it, I'm gonna get. Where is she? Wait, oh. wait, you haven't called her, have you? She can't hear you down there in the basement. Yeah, oh, boy. <laughs> she might be avoiding you this morning, huh? Might be. Let's see. Oh, she got all kind of plans. She's a socialite. Well, Wait, let me, you know, I'm going to call again, her. I'm, she's been pent up for I don't know how many years. Yeah, but I don't know what to So have I. No, I no, no. It. She actually wanted to see people. Hi. You want to come down? Are you on the air? I'm on the air, yeah. What time is it? Oh, my God. Yeah, come on down. I'm talking about you and our right. fight last night. Bye. <laughs> I told you she wanted to get out and see people all that time. You were trying to convince me she didn't. <laughs> no, she, you know, it's kind of fun. And like, like I was talking to Jimmy Kimmel last night on the phone, and I'm like, yeah, we're back, man. If you want to go to Italy, let's go to Italy. I'm back. Oh, you know, please. Are you going to start up. that crap again? <laughs> nah. <laughs> but uh, I don't even want to go to Italy. But I'm I trying know, to be like, I'm saying, why bother to bring that up when you know you're not going to go? Because I want my wife to think I'm like Mr. Fun and I'm back in the game. And I want to realize who she's married to. <laughs> I don't know, but I got to get over it. It's ridiculous. The rest of the world. Uh, hi, honey. I was telling everyone about already. Yeah. Because you are so cute in your who my wife has on a who T-shirt and it's a little too small. And like you know, the belly kind of sticks out, and it's the really rolling uh, out. I don't know which one are my headphones. Just try they one. Didn't do this, Beth A, Beth B. Try a pair of headphones. Now they're all labeled. Yeah. Oh, how's that? Good. I think so. Oh, nice. So, how do I turn this this way? Yeah, you're good. Um, so Hi, I, Robin. I'm trying to describe to Robin the argument last night. Oh no. Well. You know, I said to Robin, I really wasn't wrong. You know who you're married to. I'm neurotic. You're taking back your apology. <laughs> no, no, I, I really wasn't wrong is the first thing you're saying to me. Are you for real? Well, I'm trying to understand your point. You think every time you announce. I don't even know how you described this, what you're can talking I describe about. It? I said to Robin, you and I are laying in bed or whatever. You said to me uh, earlier in the day, hey. We're going into town because you're going to do the Demi Lovato interview. You're going to be at the studio and stuff. And you have a whole agenda with your friends. You have a shower, a baby shower. I'm hosting to to. Whitney Cummings' baby shower. Yeah. Congratulations. Whitney's having to Whitney. a baby? She oh is. is. Wow. Well, my wife has a whole agenda every day with people and parties indoors and stuff. And I, too, trying to be loose. I told you I made uh, dinner reservations with my daughter while Beth's doing her thing and you know, and we're back to doing stuff. I'm nervous about it, but okay, we're back to doing stuff. So then Beth says, hey, I'm, I got invited to something Saturday night. 
let's go. I'm going to go in and I'm going to go. And I, and I say to her, just because I'm nervous. We're going to get COVID. I go, we're going to get COVID. <laughs> and I know that that's just a reaction to me having plans with you without you on Saturday. Wrong. You're wrong. Plans I'm so- with my girlfriends without you. You immediately have to ruin it for me. We're going to get COVID. That's an attack. That's not, honey, um, you... I was so mad at you. I want to just strangle you right now. I love you so much. I'm so mad at you. Listen. You're so cute. Hey, listen, listen. I admit, I am mad. He I am... makes me so mad, Robin. Why do you have and to do things? And then I'm laying things? in bed and we're watching this horrible show where people so are good. like exploding and dying and blood oh. and guts and gore. And I'm just, so good. For me, bed is for sleeping. Uh, I like to go into bed, maybe watch 10 minutes of The Bachelor, just fall asleep and <laughs> It's like uh, the TV's uh, on so loud uh, and it's just, and then you say, we're going to get COVID and I'm sitting there and I just, I'm so tired. I want to sleep and I'm so mad at you and I'm still mad at you. But I feel like you're not even concerned that hospitalizations are up. There's a new strain of COVID that we haven't been vaccinated for yet. And, uh, you know, they don't even know if that vaccine works on this new strain. I know. That's what I'm saying. And so I'm nervous so about it. And Beth about won't let me. Can't, you can't factor that in like that's going to be a solution. There's always going to be risk, Howard. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but this is, Robin. but this is big risk, guys. I mean, um, you know, she's going to be indoors in a closed room. All I'm these... actually going to Brooks, um, Carlisle opening. Yeah. It's she's going to, a, she's going to a, an opening of a show, a play. I'll wear my mask that you evening. Will? Absolutely. I told you I would. And also, yeah, but what do you think at the party? I've uh... already decided that when we're in the city, I'm going to sleep in the cat room. Honey. And, That's the and, other ridiculous thing. I'm going to um, just not. I, I'm I'm going to quarantine from you for three days after my oh, that's activities. Fun. I want you to be safe. I want you to be healthy. And if I'm putting you at risk, I'm going to take you out of the risk. How many times have you said you're going to quarantine yourself? And you've never once qua- you well, can't quarantine because, yourself because of your reaction to me um, going <laughs> out you. Saturday. You are going to be quarantined from your oh, wife. Okay, so I'm going to be punished. Well, yeah. Okay, great. And guess who's going to? You're probably going to be healthy, and I'm probably going to get COVID strain fifty-seven. Yeah, I, it's a big joke, and I mean, it's just unbelievable that. So that, what should I do? Not I no. Mean, you I just, just wanted here? no. Okay, I wanted to discuss. Whitney, have it. fun at the shower. I wanted to discuss with you how nervous I am. That's all. So I have a solution. No, the solution. We're getting along great. No, you're not gonna. You're not gonna stay. I've seen you. You've said you're gonna quarantine before. You don't quarantine. Well, you. I didn't really. To. I didn't really no. state it and stick to it. But Bullshit. I'm going to now. Being that we're, I I do have social events four in a row. Actually, oh yeah, four big events. <laughs> oh boy. Why don't you tell him what else you're doing to me? What else am I doing? Oh to you? boy. Well, let's put it what? all out there. If you bring up something on the air that I'm going to be mad at, I'm going to be. What are you doing to me? You bring it up. What are you doing to me? What am I doing to you? What did you announce to me uh, over uh, about two about a week ago? Where are you going without me? Um, I would tell Robin. I was invited to Paris with a couple girlfriends, and I'm going. Oh. (laughs) What side are you on? 
Wait but, a minute, Howard. By the Howard, way, you, oh. Howard, Howard, you have a the most romantic her. cities. Can you the, believe I'm doing that to him, Robin? Can you believe what right. she's doing I, to me? I had no idea. How you were horrible! How horrible! <laughs> no. Listen, I'm happy. Howard. Let me let me say something. Well, hold on, Robin, before you jump down my throat. <laughs> First of all, my my friend has. She's very fortunate that she has a private plane, and I want to. And so that in itself is. I'm not going to yeah, be an airport, I'm not going to be commercial flight, all that. going right. straight that, with my not, small group of girls. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that Paris is the most romantic city oh. in the world. And you're really confusing you've never me. Seen, you've never seen because you never, never been, bothered to go there. Do you see his pattern, Robert? As soon as I oh, say yeah. I'm doing something, it's now about me not taking <laughs> yeah. him. To, not about COVID. It's about him not get, going with me to the most romantic well, city in the world. I right. have plans. I have plans. For this when is you what go he to does Paris. too. This is what he said when I said I'm going to Paris. You know what I told she goes, to she goes, says. Well, here's what happened. She says to me, um, "Listen, I was invited to go to Paris with my friend. My friend is going to visit her child in Paris, and uh, another friend or two are coming, and it's going to be girls, and it's only going to yeah. be for three or four days, and we're go I'm going to go to Paris. Like fun. And right. So my first thought was like, oh fuck, like, oh. I I'm going to be alone. I'm going to be alone. Yeah, and I know. My it's wife's leaving that's me. That's right, yeah. Beth. That's exactly well, listen, what it was I'd, like. How I didn't get married to be me. alone. So anyway, oh, no. I Robin, love my will wife. you come over when I'm Robin, you're moving in. You're going to be my wife. Oh, and you're going to no. perform all of Beth's duties. <laughs> get those legs open. Oh, now, listen. My God. Robin's going to have to have sex with Horrible. me. Horrible. Now, Horrible. Anyway. You're going to fall in love with rabbits if you come over. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. The point I'm making is that... You know, I, I said to myself, all right, be calm. Your wife wants to go to Paris. The whole energy changed. Yeah, it yeah. shifted. We were on our walk when I told you. Yeah, and and I was you like, just got, oh, there was just this wall of anger. No, spewing. no, no. I understand. Were, I understand that Beth has to have a life and that she wants to do. And it's an do opportunity. Really, do you really understand yes. that? Yes, I do. And I, what did I say right away? I said, honey, I understand. And, and yes, I think you should go. And I was supportive. But secretly inside, I was like, fuck. No, the first thing you said to me was what? not that. What did I say? You're going to go to Paris without me? I didn't say that. Yes, you did. No, I said that the second day. <laughs> I said, I have to admit, I want to be honest with you. I'm feeling a little. Yeah, he had a whole. I'm feeling like, jealous. Did you talk to your shrink about no, it? No, I didn't have my shrink. I didn't. No, I didn't have my shrink. He was. I was good. like, was here away. we go. <laughs> no, I said I feel. No, my shrink thinks it's fabulous that you're going, and he that does? I and I don't go anywhere. He said that. Yeah. And I fired him because <laughs> he's wrong. Why don't you meet me in Paris at the tail end of the trip? Yeah, okay, fine. I'm gonna be there. Let's plan it. Let me let me no. suss out the scene, and then I'm no. gonna bring you back. Doesn't matter. But anyway, for your birthday, yeah. it's just everything is everything's crazy right now. Crazy. No, everything is not crazy. Uh, you're crazy. Thank you. <laughs> I said to Beth, I go, oh, you're going to Paris? Oh, that's okay. I just called Jimmy Kimmel. We're going away together with Molly, and we're going to Courtney <laughs> Cox's house. Yeah, he did say that. And I said, uh, oh, we have a, I have a whole plan for when you're in Paris. And you got well, upset. Well, how come you, you don't, don't like me plan going? when nothing else is going on? <laughs> we never have a plan. Why did you make a plan? <laughs> well, don't we have a plan? We're, we're thinking about going to Montana, right? Yeah, we just decided another. Um, yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. We're going to go. We're not going anywhere. <laughs>
We're not going to go anywhere. You, you know think what it is? I was getting on a horse. <laughs> a lot of fresh air. Open fresh air. Uh, oh, look. No on the COVID f- in Montana. On the phone is a sexy French man who is excited. Beth is coming oh. to France. Hello, sir. Oui, bonjour. I am so excited for Beth to come to Paris. Uh, I will show her. Uh, bonjour, Beth. How are you? Do you speak bonjour. French? I'm not talking to you, please. I'm talking to your <laughs> gorgeous, stunning, sexy wife, who I will show the most incredible time in Paris. All right, I we get the joke. It's fine. <laughs> um, anyway. Honey, are we going to be okay? Well, what do you mean? When We're I go to a- Paris, are we going to be okay this weekend when I, I have my events? I don't know what's good. So what, I don't even have the itinerary down. I was going in for Demi Lovato. Right. But now you're going to be coming in Sunday. And you're going to leave Saturday and I'm go? leaving Saturday. And you're going to get COVID Saturday night. I'll get COVID Saturday night. I'll quarantine. I won't even. I'll sit. I'll just keep my distance from you. And I'll sleep in the cat room in the city. It's you're fine. not going to do that. I, totally I know you. You've said a million it. times you're going to quarantine and you don't. It was two seconds later. We're having breakfast together and watching TV. <laughs> I mean, we, we don't spend time apart. Well, I feel that you're really nervous. So I am nervous. Therefore, I'm going to be. Are you very... nervous? No, no, because you're younger no. than me, so you're going to be fine. No, she's just not paranoid. Goodbye. She doesn't have that trait. <laughs> oh, I, I was that's so it. mad at you last night, and then he goes, "I'm sorry." I shouldn't have said, your apology was so, was so lame. Good. No, here's what I did. I took a beat and I said, honey, I apologize for saying you're going to get COVID and int- I don't want to ruin your good time. I just was expressing how no, nervous what were, I was. I thought you were apologizing for reacting to me having plans and you saying something like it, that's your attack afterwards. It's not an attack. I'm afraid we're going to get gonna, COVID. We are, are going to get COVID. Right? Oh We're going to get it. You said that when we went to Ed Sheeran. Of We're course I get did. COVID on when we had that dinner party. And what happened? We had 57 Nothing. people. Nothing. In one time, well, it was 12 people in a small room. You get, What did you say right before? We're going to get COVID. Yes. Guess what? We went to that pizza party the other night. Yeah. A million people there. What outdoors. did you say? We're going to get We're COVID. We're going to get COVID. Right. All right. What it, Right. How many so times? I, so, so, what is my, so, what is, so, what is my pattern? Well, whenever we have to go somewhere, I say to you, we're going to get COVID. So, what? Let me say it. I'm telling you, I'm no, scared. No, it was a different. Did so, you hear about the new strain as soon as I get into bed? Well, yeah, did you? Yes. And what did you think of there that? There was new a strain? strain three weeks ago, new strain. There are always new strains. We are vaccinated. We are boosted. We are. Yeah, but Dr. Agus said I have to get the new COVID well, vaccine. Well, then get it. Where am I going to get it? It's not no, available. He tells me to get a new one. Yet. It's not available. Well, get it when it comes out. I yeah. don't know what to tell you. Oh, now I'm the enemy. Well, all I'm, I'm saying mad at is. you. Why? You have a lot of making up to do. I don't like how Come you here. Said. I'll make it up to you right now. You'll <laughs> get the benefit of my <laughs> tremendous lovemaking. <sighs> um, I just think, you know, look. I'm a guy who's really scared of COVID. I can't explain it rationally. And sometimes I stress out. But listen, I'm not I'm not going to say anything anymore. I wonder what um, how few people have gotten COVID. What is the percentile of us? Well, Robin hasn't had it. I haven't. That's what had I mean. I mean, there, but the, you're the only two other people that 
Besides, well, you <laughs> said we're, to me this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you for said, real. But you said to me this morning, I'm just want, I'm going to go get COVID, and you're that's your plan. I said if I get COVID, I get COVID. It's just right. it's going to happen eventually. Let's just. I just want I, more time with you. That's all. I, I want to get it now, so I'm free when I go to Paris. So I don't, oh sick. my god! Well, I'm just telling everyone in advance. If you like having me on the radio, trust me. When I get sick, it's going to be like. The worst sickness ever. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to you know it is. You, yeah, now you, you know will it. quarantine from him because you won't be <laughs> able to live with him. <laughs> I'll see you guys in the next life. That's all. Oh Bye. my god. Goodbye, old girl. <laughs> Tell everybody what a wonderful summer we had. We had a great we summer. Did. What, I don't even know what we did, but we had a great time. We didn't together. do a heck of a lot, but it was wonderful. All I'm saying to you is, I love being with you. I don't want the party to stop. That's all. But Howard, it's like a, an addiction. It's not I love being with you. I need to be with you. And you can't leave. You can't go to Paris for four days. You can't have a good time. I didn't me. say that. That's what, what you're you? basically saying. You would be the worst therapist. You know that? The way you charge <laughs> well, everyone you, up. I'm, you escalate I'm things. I'm telling you the truth. No, you escalate <laughs> things with your activity. Instead of dealing with yourself, you want Beth to deal with your anxiety. You know what kills me about Robin? <laughs> I worry about Robin night and day. You know that. Does. I worry and, about you too. And all I do, and then she has an opportunity to help me out here, and she just berates me. Well, no, she's you honest. She's on, you on your side when you don't have a side. <laughs> Some pal over there. She's, she's honest. She. Honest. I need her. Yeah, well. I'm done with her. <laughs> He's throwing me off. He's going to stop worrying about you. <laughs> I mean, every minute with that Robin, and then she has an opportunity to take my side, and she doesn't. Listen. Look, look, I know what it's like because I'll be thinking of doing something. You go, no, you can't do that. I go, okay, I can't do that because he'll worry. See, it's ridiculous. Robin. Robin listens to me. He's, I go, Robin, you can't go anywhere. And yeah, she goes, but you're, okay. You're worried about Robin. With me, you're worried about you. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a difference. Uh, <laughs> if I could build a cage for you, honey, I would. But I can't. If I, if I could do some animal rescue and stick you in a cage, it would be wonderful. I Listen. know. I think about that movie you guys watched where the guy had the girl locked up until she fought, fell in love with him or something. I remember yeah. oh, right, that was good. That movie. And she fell in love with him. <laughs> it was so twisted. We <laughs> loved it. No, here's the thing. And I really want my audience to understand this. And you don't have to write me letters. Uh, what are people saying? No, oh, please. People are calling and shit. Uh, obviously, you're not picking up any phone calls because everybody is on my side. Uh, I'm very I'm curious why you haven't picked up one call. All right, I'll pick up some Go calls. Go ahead, pick but, up a call. But I want to say one thing you sure? before I pick up the calls. Look, I love you. I love our life together. And it's true. I have always been germphobic. I am very afraid of diseases. You know that. It, it got worse during the pandemic. I was never bad. We, You and I went everywhere. We never worried about getting a cold or getting sick. But COVID made me cuckoo. And so I'm nervous. I have an idea. I never, okay. My idea is this. I've never said to you, don't go somewhere. I'm not a controlling husband. No, but you make me feel horrible. I don't. You do. I just say I'm nervous about COVID. That's what the whole world is debating. I mean, why why are you pinning this on? And the me? next day you're going to Paris without me? I mean, it's No, just I didn't like say that. Of... I said to you, I'm going to be honest. I feel I, I kind of was laying in bed last night wishing I could be in Paris was with you. Was it that or was it COVID? 
No, I was missing an opportunity to be with you in Paris. And then I lay something... in bed and I think, am I doing something wrong? No, I... and I said to you, I think this is important for you to do. You told me why it's important for you to do, and I agreed. I'm a great guy. You got the greatest <laughs> husband. I have I an never, idea. I, most but husbands. By the same how many of your friends? Howard, excuse you're me, not Robin. Going, wait a minute. You're not how many going of your... to now plan a trip with Beth to Paris. No, you I'm want not. To be in Paris with Beth. No, I'm, I don't even want to go to Paris. That's See, the point. That's We're mean. never going to go to Paris. This is my no. only opportunity to go to Paris. That's what my, I my psychiatrist says. You don't want to go to Europe. So, I, but I, 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 but here's what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm a great guy. I never say to you, you know, how many of your girlfriends, uh, their husbands are all controlling. I have to ask my husband this. I have to ask my husband that. You never have to do that with me. I'm a great guy. I don't try to control you at all. Yeah. I'm paranoid about COVID. Sorry, but that's it. I feel it. it's more than COVID. No. I feel you feel you, like I'm abandoning you by having plans Saturday night, by going to Paris, by leaving, staying in the city while you're not there. You married a man. I'm going to just tell you about myself because I'm, it's time for you to wake up. <laughs> How many years later? You married a man. Honey, how many years? Who feels completely unloved. There's a black hole inside of me. That 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 lives there. That I don't even believe anyone could love. I mean, me. millions That's how of I'm, people love you. Not that, not I'm talking about real love between two people. And so, when you leave, you know how badly I want to be in your light, and how badly I want. So it's an adjustment for me. I'm not saying it's easy, but I adjust, and then I I continue on. And I wish you well in Paris. You don't a hold well a grudge. You but don't no, bon voyage. payment. You do what you have to do. I, I'll do what I have to do. When you come up for lunch, I do have an idea about this weekend. What could be the idea? I feel that you should stay here until um, Tuesday night and come in for, or when is it you're doing? Uh, uh, Monday. It's come in Sunday world. night. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to already be in the city. Yeah. I will have had two events under my belt. So aye, aye. I feel that you should come in Sunday night, um, have dinner on your own in the city. Yeah. Um, which I think you have plans, don't you? No, Monday. No? Okay. Oh, I'm so confused. But then. That's what I mean. And there's so many moving parts. But then I parts. think that after the show on Monday, I think you should come back to the house. And I am going to stay until Wednesday morning. But I don't want to live like that anymore. But you'll be so clean and clear of yeah, catching anything. If you and get it, I'm going to get it. And if I get it, I get it, and I won't give it to you. But I'll be, please, I think no, this is the best thing because to I, do. Because I, I have plans to meet my daughter on Monday night. I have plans. Okay, so you're going to a restaurant. Yeah. Well, We're going to get COVID. Yes, we are. <laughs> That's what, I'm going to get it at the restaurant. That's all, right. all, all hey, I'm this saying. Is boring for people. I know. All I'm this saying is, is it is. Yeah, it is boring. It's boring. I'm sorry. And Robin, you should have. Uh, there is with no resolution with Howard because mm. he's always going to have this anxiety. You want phone calls or no? I'm upset. Are you really? Yeah. No. Now I'm going to have carry about. Mm. Oh, stop! Stop saying that you're upset and you're going to have a bad time. You're not. You're going to have a great time. No, I mean today. I'm Why are you upset, upset right today? Because I'm leaving and I'm, I have a like a. Ugh, oh, not stop in my it! No, you don't. You don't have a knot in your stomach. You love uh, me, well, and I, I love you. you. Tell her she doesn't have a knot in your, her stomach. Because I'm looking Will at you? her stomach. She has no room for a oh, knot. Oh, here we go. <laughs> you, I don't see a knot in your stomach. <laughs> you want to hear phone calls or not? One phone call. All right, here's your buddy, Marianne from Brooklyn. Go ahead, Marianne. How 
Howard did it. Hi, Beth. I love you, Howard. Did I want to start day two off like this? But I'm on that side, Howard. You're not her father. You're acting. I don't say I am. Go do what you want. Control the situation. Would you ever want her to miss Paris? I just said no. No, I don't want her to miss Paris. I don't want her to have a bad time. I want her to be with her friends. I'm happy when my wife is happy. She can't be trapped in a house with me day and night. I know she needs to do. I could be with her day and night. That's different. But she can't she handle it. With you, but you can't put a guilt trip on her. How I don't. I just said I'm nervous about COVID. That doesn't but mean it's a guilt, a trip. guilt trip. That's not. It's not. Howie. You would say the same thing, Robin. Stop it. Uh, Robin, you're going to get a lecture after this show like you never got. Robin's done. I'm going to take care of her. (laughs) This is it for us. Oh, remember that Christmas present we have planned for her? Oh, that's off. That's off. Forget it. (laughs) She ain't getting that. Way too much money and she doesn't deserve it. Oh I'm giving goodness. it to Fred. Fred wants to shut his mouth. Uh, I'm trying to help you as well. No, no, no. I, I know. You Listen, start dealing with yourself. Listen to me. And this is the God's honest truth. I love this woman so much. Yes. I only want her happiness. And she knows that. When I say I'm nervous about COVID, I'm just looking for someone to say to me, it's going to be all right. That's all it I'm looking for. I'm not looking to look sabotage. We've come. I know. I'm not looking to sabotage anybody's good time. I love when she's with her friends. I love hearing the stories when she comes yes. back. I love it all. Can I ask I, you a I, question, Howard? I like it. If I just no am COVID, nervous. If there was no COVID, would you be so anxious about her going away and, and, and leaving you? Because you seem to no. be upset when she leaves you. Okay. Now listen, so do I like when my wife's with me? Of course I do. Right. I'm a wreck when she leaves. I don't even know how to handle myself. I don't even I don't even know how to be in the house by myself. I don't oh, even I'm come downstairs when my wife is away. I stay in my room until she <laughs> <What>? comes back. <laughs> this is what I'm telling you. Oh my goodness. And I also well, love not being sick. I love I love breathing. I love living. I love walking and talking and not having to be sick. And I like broadcasting and I, there's a lot of things I like. Well, I, I'm it. going by Dr. Agus. He sent us a text about hey, Agus. How do you, why do you Agus. call him Dr. Agus? I mean, what is after all Agus. Dr. Agus. I apologize. Right. Oh, look who's on the phone, my sister, for real. My real oh, sister. Really? For real? She wants to weigh in on this. Oh. That's bubble. But what? Hello, Ellen. Peter. Ellen, wait. Ellen. Oh. Hi. Yes, yeah. Ellen. That's my sister. Yeah. It it's is my Ellen. sister, Ellen. I, Beth, you're going to be mad at me, but. Peter has COVID. He got it yesterday. We w- were supposed to leave for ne- the Netherlands, Newfoundland, tomorrow. So uh-huh. we had to cancel everything. And he's pretty sick. Oh, thank you. How's he oh, doing? No, I First mean, of all, I, 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 mean, I, you know, I'm in shock myself. So I just wanted you guys to know and to be really careful out there. I told my sister. My sister's been pretty loose. She's been going away what and doing is, what everything. What has she been doing? Does she know where Peter got it or does she have a suspicion? No, of what we happened? have no idea. But, you know, you live your life and I don't know. I have no idea. You know, my sister, shot. too. I used to say, you know, I worry about my sister and her health. And she's been pretty loosey goosey. She goes around. They go everywhere. I, I see what's doing. And, but I never say anything to her. You know, I don't want to bum her out. I've said, hey, be careful out there. But now, yeah, because now Peter's got it. 
everybody makes fun of you, but you're right. You're right. Yeah, because what? He must be really sick if you're saying that. Yes. Yes. I haven't seen he, him since yesterday. I don't know. So, is he on Paxlovid? Yeah, he just started it. Oh, All right, that should be downstairs. <laughs> I haven't seen Uh-oh. him since yesterday. Stay, oh, away. stay away from him. Yeah, stay away from him. Ellen, stay away yeah. from him. You're going to get it. I, I know, and I'm scared. I'm really, really scared. So what is he doing downstairs? Oh, send him, send him back upstairs. You shouldn't be downstairs. You should go upstairs. Five days, <laughs> stay away. Five oh, days, Ellen. God, it's kind of hard. Our house is small. <laughs> I know. Well, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and put a mask on and open a window in there. Oh. Get a hotel. That's, Get a hotel. That, that's, don't be mad at me. <laughs> I'm, I'm never. <laughs> my sister's never. right. God bless you, Ellen. That's why you're my love sister. You. All right. I love you. Tell Peter I hope <laughs> oh. he's okay. Okay. Bye-bye. I'll check oh. in. All right. All right. Bye. Yeah. They had to cancel their whole trip. Listen, my sister has been out there. She acts oh, like there's I've no seen, COVID. I've she's seen been around the world and back. Up. Yeah, yeah. I was like, is she really in all these places? Yeah, you see all Amazing. those pictures that she, yeah. Yeah, she's, she's a world traveler. I mean, I'm like, well, what the hell? I guess everything's fine. Well, now my brother in law is good and sick. Well, uh, fuck. Uh, listen, do you think I like any of this? I don't like this, honey. I don't like worrying. Here's Rappaport. You want to hear from him? Let me hear. Michael Rappaport. Mike, what's up? Yeah. Famous hey, actor, hey, Michael Howard. Rappaport. Hey, Mike. Thank you. I hate agreeing with that whack job, Marion from Brooklyn. But, but, coward, it is time to cut the fucking shit. Your staff mm-hmm. had COVID. I did. JV, I have. Mike, you, I had. Excuse no, me. Excuse we've me. heard you drone on. And I say this with love and respect. We've heard you drone on. We've waited months. We've waited months for you to come back uh, uh, from your three-month uh, summer break. Two months. J.D., two months. J.D. Right. had COVID. He pissed it out. Look at him. You He's think younger than me. He's, he pissed that COVID out like it was nothing. I have all kinds of bronchial problems. I've had COVID. I am a, I'm, I'm, I'm about to walk through Central Park do jumping jacks, burpees. Enough with the bullshit. Your wife. I, I, all, I right, all right. All right. All right. I'm fine. I'm no. fine with it. Enough. No, I don't want to be Howard, lectured. You're not fine. You're not fine. Your marriage I am is fine. jeopardy. You're, you're not fine. You don't <laughs> sound my fine. That doesn't sound fine. Right, thank you, that Mike. Thank you. you. We resent you. Enough. <laughs> enough, Howard. It's I enough. That's resent me. All right. Him. Enough with him. I don't need a lecture from Michael Rappaport. Anyway, I love you. The cats love you. They do love me. Way more than they love me. Uh, yeah, the cats all flock to me. I'm a great guy. <laughs> I'm a great catch. My friend Pat Monaki has said, you know what? Everyone talks about how beautiful Beth is and how lucky you are to have her. She's lucky to be with you. You're a great catch. Oh, he my told goodness. me that. Pat wants to marry you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, honey, I love you. I, love I you. want you to know something. When I said the comment about COVID, I was wrong. I want you to have a great time, but I am nervous. And that's all I'm saying. I am nervous. Honey, everything's going to be okay. It's not going to be okay. And we got to brace ourselves for the illness that is coming. That's it. Wait a minute. You just said you wanted somebody to just say it's going to be okay. The moment she says it's okay, you go, it's not okay. (laughs) 
Well, she didn't know what you're talking about. She, she <laughs> does. He said, all I want. <laughs> That's right. I know. Oh, my God. She told me and it didn't work. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be wearing a mask, double mask in the house for five days after my last I event. love you. I love having sex with you. I'm going to be love- wearing a mask when we have sex now. <laughs> I tried to have sex with her right before the show. He today. did. I came on to her. I pulled her pants down. Did I pull your pants you did. down? I did. And you get upset. Yeah, it was, I love you. It was bad timing. Bad timing. It's always to work. Bad, bad timing. It's I not told- always bad timing. I've never does I've never said no to sex with you. I'm always game. Is that true? Two minutes before you have to be on the air is a problem. I could I could wrap my business up very quickly. <laughs> but again, I'm thinking of you. It's a problem for you. Meanwhile, I told everyone the test I got to take tomorrow. Oh, you did? I'm going to go with you. I got to I got to drink a bottle of water. How much water? Like 16 a ounces bottle. or a quart? Uh, like an eight ounce bottle of water. Oh, you know, eight ounces. Well, no. you know, like a cup, a cup of water. Yeah. At uh, a half hour. Then I got to go to the doctor's office. And then um, he, then he measures. He measures. No, he, me- he takes He'll a sonogram of my bladder. See how much uh-huh. urine I have in there. Then I pee, and he sees how much urine I got out. Makes sense. But I almost don't want to go. Why? Because this is not invasive. Say, I've had it done. Yeah, but let's say they find out that my my prostate is so large. That's the reason that uh, I pee so often. Well, then maybe there's a medication that all. Well, help I, the I pee. talked. I talked to Doctor Agus about it. And I got a couple of options. Okay. Two of the options is some kind of medication that makes you pee like a racehorse, like you're a teenager. The problem is your dick gets soft and you're, um, and you get flabby, like, like a, like you, you turn into like a woman, like, uh, you lose muscle. You get mass. breasts. <laughs> yeah. You get breasts and everything. Now I said, I'm not doing that. No, that's enough. I need my dick. I don't need that. <laughs> my wife needs sexual intercourse. So then the third option is, listen to this. I could go on Cialis, the dick. I like that. The boner drug. Well, I got no problem. Well, listen to this. You go on Cialis. Yeah. Yeah, I got to take it every day. That right. mean you have to, you get a boner every day? Oh, I get a boner every day anyway. You get a boner every day. Every day. I wake up with a boner. I have no problem in that area. And I don't want like the druggist to see that I'm on Cialis. But it turns out one of the things that Cialis does is, it relaxes your prostate and you pee better. A boner. In addition to getting a boner. Well, if all of this is because your prostate is not relaxed, why can't they give you something to relax your prostate? That's what Cialis does. And that you're only but worried I'm saying that it has these other effects. No, it has no other effects. Oh, the other effect is you get a better boner. boner. Yeah, it gives you a great boner. So your only problem with Cialis Cialis, Cialis, Cialis. is that you're worried that the pharmacist is going to see your own. I don't want the pharmacist to think that I can't get an erection on my own. That's the only reason. That's the only reason. You are no, so I, nuts. I, that pharmacist is so busy, he won't even notice who he's making this uh, doesn't care. prescription oh, he cares. for. Everyone cares <laughs> about Howard Stern. You just told the world you're going to start Cialis. So. I'm not going to take it because I have you no problem. I get hard for well, you. But it's not for that. It's you know not. that. It's I can not. attest to that. I will go with you to the pharmacy and say, hey, he's I, only on Cialis right, for I, his bladder, not when, for getting a boner. I tell you what. 
I tell you what. When you go to the pharmacy, Howard, just yeah. say, oh, I'm taking this because I have a prostate <laughs> problem, not because I need a boner. No, he won't believe me. Beth's got to go in and say, hey, my husband fucks me just fine. I will do that. Have I ever had a problem getting hard for you? No. Do I get hey, hard boner. sometimes even without you touching it? Yes. Now I'm going to be on Cialis, and the drugstore is going to think that, oh, this poor bastard, he can't even get a boner for his wife. You know what? They're calling a meeting. Did you see the prescription that came in today? <laughs> you want, I, this is Howard crazy, but... can't get a boner. Are you going to be walking around with boners? I want to... I want to... I'm going to fuck you in front of the pharmacist to prove to him. He's going to come over and watch. Before you take the Cialis? Yeah. <laughs> or he's going to think he's already on it. Don't is your, take the test if you're concerned is your, about this. Is your question, am I going to be walking around with a boner? I don't even know. I've never done Cialis. I've never Imagine. even tried it. But I got to take it every day, and I got to um, take it on a full stomach. Didn't okay. Ronnie that's take it a, a once or twice? Maybe he Yeah, but that's been. recreational. I... I would be on it every day. the erection. I but mean, you're supposed you... to take Cialis every day. It's meant to be taken that way. Is it? I don't know that. It's not like Viagra where you're supposed to take it like when you're ready to go, you know, go. And I, I also worry that, you know, drugs have side effects. I don't really want so to. So then why are you doing this test tomorrow? I don't know. You're fine. I'm going to cancel it. You're living it. just fine. I am. Ignorance is bliss. Who cares? You're well, living. You're fine. I'm not you're living healthy. Fine. You are. You're fine. I have to get up two, three times a night to pee. That's okay. So most people do. You, Dr. Agus said my bladder can get stretched Dr. out. Dr. Agus. Can you believe she says Dr. Agus? You guys have been on the show 97 times. That is so funny. Dr. Agus said your bladder could get stretched out? Something like that, yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm going to call... Dr. Agus. Would you call him? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take care of this. And then I'll uh, I'll figure out if we have to do this or not. Let's just stay home. No Paris. No parties. <laughs> just oh stay God, with me here we in go. our little house. Go. Going back into his cocoon. I don't want to lose you. Where are you going? I think that's it for me. With this COVID. What? Look oh, at my yeah. brother-in-law. He's in bed dying right now. <laughs> he came downstairs while we were on the phone. Right. <laughs> he feels good. He feels good. <laughs> From COVID. I'm so nuts. I don't know how to live. Oh my goodness. Honey. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get, I'm waiting for the psychiatrist to cure me. It's, it's taken a long fucking time. I'm sitting in that office you, 25 you years. You won't help. You won't help. You, you keep thinking he's going to do something magical to you. No, you have to work on yourself. That's what he said. He said, oh. I have to start doing the work. I said, well, yes. I thought that was your job. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> he goes, you need to do it. And then what do I need you for? <laughs> Honey, oh I have an idea. Goodness. Want to hear my idea? It's radical. Do it. No Paris, no Cialis. <laughs> just you and me in this house forever and we never leave. And I would love it. And you will love it. You'll learn to love oh it. Oh, my God. You'll learn to I love, love it. it. I love you. If I come upstairs and you're not here, I'll know you're in Paris. Anyway. Oh, I actually have somebody coming over to play with kittens today. Oh, With their okay. daughter. Remember oh. I told you? So I'm not yeah. going to see you upstairs. Well, it'll be good, it'll be good practice for me for when you're in Paris. <laughs> I know I'm always waiting for you after your show. I'm going to be miserable. I'm going to need to do something when you're in Paris. I need to go somewhere. It's a work week. Yeah. You're going to be working. All right. And you'll complain to Robin every day that um yeah. no, she's she's no help. She abandoned me during this. <laughs> you know what really scared me about COVID? I'll tell you what fucked me up. You ever watch on TV when 
they say they they do a story about the COVID virus and they have that disgusting graphic that comes up. It's a ball with like millions of spikes oh, on it. Oh, with all those spikes yeah. on it. Yes. And when I saw that, I went, I don't want that in my. That looks really bad. <laughs> There's little spikes and stuff. That's gonna fuck me up. If they wouldn't show that graphic, that drawing, everything irritates me. I hate the drawing. Uh, Howard, of the COVID this virus. is not the world for you because you know what their job is. The job of a news person is to scare you so you stay tuned. That's why they do it. I'm also going to go to um, a store today to try to find you a mug. Should I wear a mask? Yes. I'm so mad at you. I'm not wearing a mask. <laughs> Come here and pull your pants down. No. Let's go right now, right in front of this Can audience. Imagine? Let Robin see what we do. Oh my She'll God. She'll be so turned on. Oh, she would be, actually. I just don't. Sexy you are. I love that Who t shirt. Let me see if you smell. Let me smell your armpit. I do. You do? Can yeah. I smell it? Yeah. I'm Let me smell out. it. I'm worked up from you. Um, you love stinky. me. Say you love me, please. And you know I love you. I and everything's going to be all right. I'm aroused right now. I don't need Cy Everything's going to be all right. Is there COVID, Howard? No. It doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah, not at my sister's house. <laughs> Do you believe that? Bye, baby. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what a woman. What a Can woman. you believe your sister called with that? Hey, my sister's a wise guy. She <laughs> has been run. She, even when I go over to my mother's house, I said, You guys have to wear a mask around my mother. My sister's been jet setting all over the world. And she and I said to her, what are you doing? This was at during the height of COVID. And she goes, yeah. I have to live my life. I said, no, you don't. I don't live my life. I'm doing just fine. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have to live your life? Uh... Your mother doesn't live her life. I don't live my life. No Stearns have ever lived their life. <laughs> we come from a long line of people who ignored their life. Who've never lived. <laughs> never lived. We were born, but we never lived. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. I'm nuts. But I am nuts. I couldn't have had the radio career I had if I wasn't nuts. Well, I don't think that's true either, but go ahead. I'd go on the Cialis, but I don't want the pharmacist to think I, you know. But you, I, if, think, I don't even hey, know. Boner. You should get this test because you're probably completely emptying your bladder. And, you know, I don't it's know not why that bad. you go every twice a night or whatever but it's not bad everything's a problem pissing's a fucking problem Ugh. my luck the pharmacist is a young hot chick and she's gonna be like look at fucking Howard Stern he needs Cialis and I'll be like uh, no I another don't one. another guy who no, can't I don't. get it up yeah yeah right. oh look at that asshole <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm kind of proud of the fact that I have still dark hair I'm not gray and my penis works like like a charm. I mean, there are days but I'm. It doesn't I might not even, matter to these pharmacists. The other day, because I jerked off. Idea that you think somebody's going to see your name and go, "Oh, look at him! He's got to have Cialis." And then when I go for like a doctor visit, they go, "What medications are you on?" And I have to write down Cialis. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I just don't want to. It's embarrassing. Or don't take it. Well, then the, the, the fourth option is surgery, and I'm not doing that, so fuck that. So so why am I going for the test? I'm not willing to do anything. Yeah, you're not willing to do anything. What the hell? 
and I can just picture like I'm in I'm in I'm in the drugstore, right? And I'm waiting online and all of a sudden over the PA system. Does anybody have a price check on Howard Stern's Cialis? Please uh, do a price check on Cialis. Oh, Mr. Stern. Oh, excuse me. Let me turn this off. Oh, Mr. Stern, there's a sale on Cialis today. You're lucky. <laughs> we get a dis- You'd get a discount on your Cialis. And then I'd get on the PA and go, by the way, I have no problem getting a hard on. <laughs> I'm on Cialis so I can pee better. Sure. Howard, I'm on your, I'm on your team 100% on this. Robin, you're insane if you don't think anybody's going to say anything. I will tell you that, and again, I don't know if this is real or not, but a person used to call me off the air, right? right. Uh-huh. Who said they worked at a major, a major chain, right? And they had access to the computer. And then they would tell me, so-and-so has herpes, so-and-so takes dick pills. They would give me the whole fucking thing. And that's just a person yep. who works there. So it's definitely out. People would definitely uh-huh. put that out there. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm just going to pee a lot that's all i was walking with my wife yesterday i peed right before the walk and we were five steps in i had to pee again i had pee i had to pee my my bushes (laughs) (laughs) now you're that guy oh my god you don't people will walk by and go howard stern was peeing in the bushes you don't care about that you should have seen this little piece of taffy he pulled out of his pants It's ridiculous. Everything's fucked up. New York Times reports 11% of American adults develop long COVID after an infection. Older people more at risk for cardiovascular problems. Yes, but people who take Paxlovid don't develop long COVID, from what I understand. They might have a rebound. I don't care about that. A bout of COVID, but they don't necessarily get long COVID, from what I understand. Yeah. Ivan, you're on the air. This is Ivan from Florida. Well, we'll do, Welcome. Two. They're going to hey, pass Ivan. those two squares by the back door. You hey, Ivan, we're up. talking to you. I'll go over <laughs> everything with you. Remember, there's an arch in this room. There's an arch in this room, and the hallway's in the middle. What are we doing here? He's planning an insurrection <laughs> against the government. He's one of the proud boys. Two-by-four pressure treated. Two-by-four pressure treated here. He's making plans with Donald Trump. I got an eight footer, so we'll cut in half, do half and half. Steal the election. Yeah, they're getting their supplies. Hi, Sandra in New York. Uh, hi, Howard. Uh, well, Sandra from Long Island, but you already I already spoke to you and you got mad at me because I'm actually from Montreal, Canada. I have to say I have to agree with Beth, but I married yeah. an American, that's why I said Long Island. Um um I have to agree with Beth. I'm sorry, but if you're vaccinated, you have the booster, you have everything, you're fine. I know, I know. I've come to that conclusion. I've been going everywhere. And you know, I'm tired of this. I don't want to hear from anybody. Look, too much. I have been so locked down. I'm jealous of Howard's life now. He's living. Let me alone. Let me alone. Let me. I I call Robin. I go, hey, I went to a restaurant. She's like, oh, big shot. (laughs) (laughs) Believe me, I'm out there. I'm doing everything, and that's it. Goodbye. Hey, I gotta bring something up, and then I'm gonna take a break because I'm exhausted. Uh, this is bugging the fuck out of me, and I, I, I just wish. First of all, uh, how do I put this? So you remember years ago, there was a guy in the news, the lawyer, Howard K. Stern. Yes, yes, with Anna Nicole Smith. Right. 
And I was annoyed at the time because my name is Howard Stern. And sometimes in the news, they would say, Howard Stern, who is with Anna Nicole Smith, you know, like the, the news would right. confuse me with this lawyer named Howard K. Stern. And it was annoying because it's like so obvious I'm not dating Anna Nicole Smith. And, you know, it was just it was just like, wow, news organizations are really lazy when it comes They're to They're kind of loose. Yeah. They're kind of loose with the truth. And um, so anyway. Trump is, you know, being represented by a lawyer and mm-hmm. they're talking on the news about Trump's lawyer has represented other famous people in very bad criminal situations. One of the people Trump's lawyer represented in his criminal cases was Howard Stern. Turns out it's Howard K. Stern, but they're reporting that I uh, I've been involved in criminal, criminal case. Have you ever been involved in and it's And it seems like when one news organization reports it, they all do. It's driving me nuts. So I just wanted to clear this up. Like, I mean, do a little research. Wouldn't it like if you were on uh, on a news station, they all do it. Wouldn't it like CNN did it? MSNBC did it. Something called WHIO does it. Yeah, but if you it. read that Howard Stern had a big criminal case, wouldn't you want to yeah. know what? criminal case it was yeah yeah listen to this the lead attorney is steve sato sato has been involved in several high profile cases and represented big names like howard stern attorney steve Sadow. he's represented the likes of celebrities like ray lewis howard stern rapper ti so i think in this case steven Sadow, he is a celebrity lawyer right he's represented howard stern he's represented ray lewis he's represented folks in very high profile criminal cases what does Donald Trump like? A showman. This guy represents celebrities. Donald Trump deems himself a celebrity first. I think that's why he went with Stephen Sadow. No offense. I, I don't know Stephen Sadow. Maybe I've, even Stephen Sadow doesn't want people to know it's not Howard K. Stern. It's Howard Stern. You know, he's getting clients with these names people throw around. Uh Ted Bundy, the BTK killer, and Howard Stern. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, what the fuck? I don't know what any of these people did, uh, but uh, you know, criminal cases. Yeah, everything upsets me. Everything upsets but me. But that's Robin. wrong. I mean, that's Howard K. Stern. That's not you. And they're leading with your name. They're not. You know, you're not buried in the pack. You're the lead name. Yeah. Like, do a little research. I haven't had Trump's lawyer representing me in a criminal case. In criminal cases. A criminal case. Good Lord. He got you off, obviously, because you never missed a uh, show. <laughs> right. I've been here whining about the COVID vaccine. Um, hey, a couple other things. I got to play you this. Baba Booey. Listen to these shout outs. This is at a Jets preseason game. Some guy got on there and gave a fucking whale of a Baba Booey on the Jets preseason yeah. game. Like, Baba so Booey. clear. You think about it, a Jets game, you know, I understand at a golf game, everyone's quiet, but this guy, listen to this. The clock was at zero. That is the end of the first half. Thank you, Scott Novak, for the clarification. Nice job by the officials by Scott Novak and his Baba crew Booey, in this Baba first Booey. half. Penis, Baba Booey. The Bucks will be kicking off. Wow. Yeah, he huh? went old school in Howard Stern's penis. <laughs> I love it. You're Thank lucky you. to get a Baba Booey out these days. If you could get a Sirius XM in there, too, it would help so people can find us. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I heard a Baba Booey at 
a tennis match. You know, the U.S. Open is oh. going on. And there was a, a Baba Booey I heard at one of the tennis matches. Yeah, the tennis match. It's almost like, um, like a crime, like a crime scene because like, right, it's you're so not quiet. To speak. Yeah, you're supposed to make sure you're quiet between serves and all that stuff. There was a Baba Booey that led to a whole long discussion about the show. This was great. Michael Kay and Paul O'Neill were the announcers at the uh, New York Yankees Washington Nationals game and uh, some uh -huh. fans started a bunch of fans started chanting Baba Booey so loudly that the announcers were forced to have a discussion about me and I like that kind of publicity. It's free publicity. There's nothing better yeah. than free publicity. Here you go. And the pitch to Vargas is low, one and oh. Howard Stern fans and count me amongst them. What'd they say? Baba Booey. Baba Booey. That's what they say on Howard Stern. Yeah. Gary Delabate. Every time I've ever come near Howard Stern in like a public setting, I can't even can't speak to him. Can't bring myself to talk to him. You're in awe. In awe of him. Really? Yeah. You find him to be a, a brilliant guy. Brilliant radio broadcaster. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know me from Adam, so. No? no. I know one thing. Years ago, he knew XM. Didn't he sign a huge well, deal with XM? He made XM. <laughs> Thanks to him. I think he was with Sirius, and then they merged mm -hmm. with XM. Two and two. Michael oh, K. Boy. Michael, feel free to come up and say hello. I know the name Michael K. There was a yeah. There was a DJ I hired when I was a program director a long time ago, many many years ago. Going back, his name was Michael K. But it's not the same guy, obviously. But no, I hired. But a guy. I think Michael K. Was one of those names that a lot of DJs used. You know, it was around the country. Yeah. I'm Michael K. With you. Michael K. And with you. <laughs> the but, kid I hired, you know what? No, the kid I hired had a real good voice, and he was a very good announcer, Michael K. Ooh. I don't know what happened to him. I think he started working in Jersey. But uh, this Michael K is a famous sports guy, and um, he's been very complimentary about me. There's another yeah. guy got a beautiful email. But wait a minute, I got to point something out that they spent all that time talking about you. Yeah, it's good. Means there was nothing going on in baseball. They're, they're supposed to be calling a game. There's well, not a thing going on. Well, you know what it's like during a game. I mean, they got to kill time between pitches. and <laughs> That's, that's, a, that's a, a terrible tough... job. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, my sister texted me. It's the, my brother-in-law's got the COVID. I hope my sister doesn't get it. And um, Well, he should be wearing a mask when he comes out of that room. I got a beautiful email from one of these sports guys. Sports guys seem to appreciate me. Um, I don't know why, but they do. They like the way I broadcast. Is I got a lovely email from a guy named Evan Cohn. You know him on ESPN? No, I haven't read Evan Cohn. Evan Cohn. Evidently, very intelligent, bright young broadcaster who <laughs> has excellent mentors in mind like me. What did he say? in his uh 
I don't know if he wants me reading it, but it was really very lovely. It made me feel good. Something personal? <laughs> about my influence on him. Okay, okay. I'm just, why yeah. can't you read it? If I mean, there's nothing. I don't know. I have his permission. That's... I don't know. I, I don't think he was looking to go public with his love of me. You know who else uh, over the summer gave a lecture on how important I was to his career? Who? Our man, um, who's the guy who used to work with us? Uh, Mark Cronin over at Channel Mark 9. Mark Cronin, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. He, he uh, went on. He was he, talking somewhere? Yeah, he gave a speech on his mentor, and I'm his mentor, and he now uh, is the executive producer. He he created the show Below Deck. I know a lot of people love that show. And, and surreal uh, life, a lot of things, yeah. Yeah, he did a whole bunch of shows, made a shitload of money out in Hollywood. He gave a beautiful speech about me, and I like it. I like when people acknowledge me and give me beautiful speeches. Um, so uh, kudos to those people. I'm a little like Trump. You know, if you... Um, if you say something nice about me, then you're a great guy and super talented. Oh. You know how he no, does don't that? Be like, like, don't be like Trump <laughs> in any way. <laughs> Trump used to worship me. And then when I didn't support him, when he ran for president, he was like, oh, he's not he's not funny anymore. Show's no good. <laughs> it was like, oh, OK. He lost his talent. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway. Thanks for the shout outs, guys. And thanks to our fans who do these Baba Booies and get people talking. It's uh, nice free publicity. I haven't seen any serious XM commercials featuring me in a very long time. So we rely on our audience to get the word out that we're here. And I would really appreciate more Baba Booies at the U.S. Open. You'll get it, Robin. You know, your fans are wild for you and they'll do anything. <laughs> well, you know, let's get and get some serious XM Baba mentions Bowie. in there. Baba Booie. Your fans are like the Proud Boys. You give the you, you give the word, and then they just go. <laughs> They'll storm the Capitol. <laughs> yeah. Don't say you want that. You'll be up on charges. <laughs> Baba Booey. Baba Booey. Jesus Christ. I mean, you think Trump is nervous? I mean, every day he's being charged. With, There's I mean, with, another charge, yes. I think he thinks he's going to get away with it because uh, he doesn't seem to be too concerned or anything. Well, they keep trying to delay. They would like to delay and delay and delay until he gets back into the presidency and then he can pardon himself or something. I don't know. They got something up uh, their sleeves. But um I like that. Uh, he, you know, they're he, not he letting him in every case rush the, you know, delay these trials. They're they're moving them along. What do you think of Donald's uh, press, uh, not press photo, the uh, the booking photo, that, the, uh, the the mug shot? Yeah, I, yeah, like, I think he, I think the he practiced. Did he get this lighting yeah. and the and the tilt of the head? You know, you're supposed to face forward, and then you're supposed to face to the side. All I thought he looked uh, pretty good. He's lit from above, and the camera's yeah. got a, you know, he's got his head at an angle. I'm like, I thought it was, minute. I thought it was a nice look. Uh, I was honestly. like, how did he get his mugshot retouched? <laughs> <laughs> I like that he uh, said he weighed 215 pounds when he had to, he had to fill out a form. <laughs> on, a, on what day? <laughs> like, if you're, like, trying to prove you're innocent because you're not lying, and then even lie on the thing and say you're two, six foot three, 215 pounds, like, that's yeah. not good. You should just tell the truth at this point. But That should be yeah. actionable. He should be charged for lying on the uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm form. sure. I'm sure you could get an, an, a year tacked on for lying about your weight when they ask you. <laughs> it's great. What a character. What a world. So nutty. Uh, yeah, all right. I'll take a break. I'll come back on and 
I'm actually going to take a break and pee. We'll see. Does this only happen at night, this pee thing, or during the day you say you have urgency, too, because you're peeing in the bushes? Every minute. Mm. My dad, when my my dad was like on the last couple of months of his life, he must have had to say, he was peeing 12 times a night because I had an aide there with him. Wow. He was getting up. Eventually, I had to put him in a diaper and uh, say, Dad, just pee in the diaper. What, I mean, it's crazy. That's what I might plan. Did you do is. that? He, he went to no. in the diaper? One night he did it. He got all upset. Yeah. So I said, no. So he gets up. Yeah. So give him some exercise. Listen, he slept all day and night. He might as well. What's the difference? But you maybe know. that's why he couldn't sleep. <laughs> he was uh, yeah. always sleeping. Maybe this 12 was his times. time to prowl. I said to the aide, can you just mark down how many times he's actually going? Because I was like, I didn't believe 12 times. Sure enough, I was like, oh, tonight was only 10 times. And I'm like, oh, good. He had a good night. <laughs> Stop talking about what it's like getting older. He went Don't fucking crazy. About it. Yeah. Turns out all he needed yeah, was some penis pills like uh, Cialis, but I didn't right. know about well, it. Well, then what was he going to do with a boner? <laughs> he's running after your mom. <laughs> oh, my mom. She'd had it with him at the end. She wanted nothing to do with him. She moved into another uh, bedroom. Oh, my God. Yeah, she was done. She was scared of him. He was doing, he was going crazy, my old man, at the end. He was running around the hall naked. Yeah. I'm talking about out in the hall of the building. Uh, uh, of your, the, their apartment. He was running yeah. up and down the hall. I didn't care if he yeah. ran around in the apartment naked, but he was running up and down the hall naked. He went Who was fucking just, nuts. Oh, it was Bob Barker. They said his cause of death was Alzheimer's. Yeah. He might have had a few naked runs. <laughs> uh, yeah, most of the um, most of the summer, I, I spent a long time obsessing over death. I, um, you know, I was like, why were we given the gift of life? I consider life a gift. It's great. It's great to have awareness. It's great to have life. And then I go, but the cool thing is. It's just taken away. And you know what? Most of your early life, at least in my case, and I assume yours, Robin, my early life was horrible. Yes. Like living with my parents was horrible. Living in Roosevelt was horrible. Even the anxiety of them moving and then and then like not knowing what to do in life. And then my career was so fucking nutty. It but always also threats no guidance. Being, like now you're supposed to, you're pushed out and you say, now go make a living. How are you supposed to do that? Yeah, I, I just was a confused mess. And then. All of a sudden, things start to get clear, and I realize the cruel joke is it's going to be taken away. Yeah. And guess what? I was listening to a scientist the other day, and he said, listen, I know you want to believe in an afterlife and all that other shit, but he goes, here's the deal. Your brain dies. You die. That's it. When the brain goes, you go. Yeah, so somewhere it, in there is you. And when the brain dies, you die with it. That's it. You're not going anywhere. And then, you know, like you're going to just for eternity not exist. (laughs) What the fuck? And they say the point of all of it is is so you can spread your seed and give someone else the gift of life. And I'm like, well, who gives a fuck? I'm happy. I'm happy for them. Uh, The purpose of life. Everybody. Oh, I have to find my purpose. Your purpose is just to make another human being so that the species goes on. No. That's all it is. The rest is just wasting time. Yeah. Yeah. So don't think and so then I was much thinking, of yourself. And what's so great in life is when you finally, as a boy, you finally get laid. And um, you can't believe it. 
it's like the it's your greatest accomplishment getting laid, especially that first time, you know, because it takes a lot of work for most of us, unless you're like a really good. Yeah, dude. it's converting from virgin yeah. to non-virgin is a hard turn, right? Yeah, I mean, the, the woman I lost my the girl at the time that I lost my virginity to. I mean, it was a huge discussion. She was not like she's like mm, I don't she know. She wasn't chomping at the bit. <laughs> no, I'm like, can you please take me out of my misery? Get it no. Then <laughs> she goes, well, okay, but she, I hate the idea of always being in your brain the rest of your life that I'm your first. I go, you're kidding. That's terrible. But can't we do it anyway? <laughs> So then you're finally getting laid on a regular basis, and then everything ends. It's just so cruel. Life's cruel. Yeah, you finally get it all figured out. You're clear. You've made you've made that transition where you're taking care of yourself. You can take care of some other people. You're like really accomplishing what they say you yeah. need to accomplish, and then it all starts to fade away. Hey, speaking about all these indictments against Trump, uh, can we agree on the name? Uh, Fanny Willis, because I've heard on the news, you know, Fanny Willis is the woman in Georgia who is the prosecutor who brought the charges against Trump. And I listen uh -huh. to the news and they go, some of the deep voice news guys go, Fanny Willis, Fanny Willis. A lot of people say Fanny Willis. And then I'm looking Fawny. at her name, Fanny, <laughs> like Tony Katane, Fanny <laughs> Willis. And, uh, and then I'm looking at the spelling. It's F-A-N-N-I or something. It's Fanny. It's not, there's no Fanny. There's no F-A-U. Yeah, how'd it get to be Fanny? There's no W. There's no, 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 no. nothing that leads you in that direction. Unless Nobody she seems just to, pronounces it that way. Nobody seems to know her name. There's a lot of names like that. The old days used to be very clear. Like, I named my kids Deborah, Emily, Ashley. There's no d doubt how to say that name. It's not like Debra. It's Deborah. But, you know, then people got wild and they all started making up words and using them as right. names. And so nobody knows how to pronounce them. Nobody knows how to spell them either. She should be F-A-N-N-Y. Fanny. Or F-A-N-N-I-E. Okay, I'll go with that. You go with that. You throw F-A-N-N-I into it, nobody knows what the fuck to say. <laughs> Not even professional news readers. Fanny Willis, Fanny Willis. Yeah, well, whatever. Uh, Okay, I'm going to take a break. I got to take a break. And... Get distracted. This nurse is on the phone. Says Cialis. She fills prescriptions. Bladder dose is different than the actual regular. Oh, so you won't that. get a boner, huh? I take Cialis every day. Will I get a boner? <clears throat> hey, Howard. So Hi. you're going to go on like the five milligram dose of Cialis, um, and the erection dose is twenty milligrams. So the daily dose, oh. all the pharmacists know, is just a medicine for bladder. They're not going to think you need penis help or anything it's that you're just going to go on that low dose it's a small dose every day that helps your bladder the erection one is 20 milligrams he's going to put you on about five so can they write on the bottle so the pharmacist knows that hey p.s this guy doesn't need help with his erection yeah they won't because it, he'll see it's just five milligrams it's that small oh. small dose they know they the dosage hour oh that's they cool yeah, they right. know the dose. Yeah. and every uh, tons of people are on five milligrams cialis for their bladder wow i just want to ease your mind a little bit no side effects Good, or anything you. nope nothing but wow. helps your bladder and then also they cut off your fluids like no more fluids for you after your last meal just a little sip because it, whatever you drink you know you're going to get up all night and pee so cut your fluids I do that already. 
after your meal, after your supper? Yeah, I don't. I don't drink anything after supper. But I thought the idea was to go on the Cialis. So you, all right, I, I, I'll, I'll work it out. Thanks. And then there's another one, Oxybutrin, that they put people on, and that's a bladder um, keep you from getting up at night. It's called Oxybutrin. Yeah, but that's the one that uh, I think fucks you up. Interferes, but, uh, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does interview. I don't. I don't like to, to to mess with the Oxybutrin, but they do put very old old people on it. No, I'm not that old. Well, they don't might worry put about your milligrams. Don't worry about the pharmacist. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna they're gonna see five milligrams and they're gonna know what it's for. All right, thanks, Kathy. That's good. Okay, to know. you're welcome. Bye, Howard. Love you, Bye. Robin. Bye. Thank you. You know, yeah, I stop don't worrying about people thinking you need a boner assist. Well, also, you know, I don't do anything for myself. I basically live a very insulated. I have an assistant and everything. I don't need my assistant. I'm, I'm going to go, hey, I didn't get my Cialis, you know. And uh, well, they get then, your um, don't they get your your rubbers and yeah. all that stuff? Yeah. But my Cialis, I, you know, it's a little embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it doesn't get worse than this. Embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ashamed of everything. <laughs> you know, I have my image, Robin. I'm very famous, Shame. even though the guy well, working, well. even though the guy working with Michael K didn't know who I was. You know, it's okay. Yeah, but never get sick. Dignity goes right out the window. Hey guys, fifteen people pour into your room and they all want to examine you. <laughs> You've oh, yeah. been seen upside down, down, you know, right side up and in and out by thousands of strangers. Poor you. And uh, yes, yes. And you never want to look these people in the eye again. <laughs> by the way, so, Gary yeah. was playing me your appearance over the summer. You went on his summer school uh, show. Uh-huh. You were interviewed by Gary. Boy, do you sound angry on that. You don't like being on the radio with anyone but me. I'm angry. You- Oh my God! You were jumping down his throat. I said, "What was with Robin that day? Somebody, something bad must have happened." I oh, thought you dear. sounded angry. I listened to it. I thought you were pissed off at him or something. Here, I'm going to show you. Like they were kissing your ass left and right. Like, like Gary even said something to you, like, "Hey, Robin, you're at the top of your game," and and you were just like, "You were." L- listen, listen back to it. Tell me if you were angry or am I crazy, Robin? When did you realize that you were at the top of your game? What do you mean? Like, I don't have to do anything? I'm at the top of my no. game as soon as no. I walk in? No, I think, like, like when you look around and you go, like, and listen, at some point, Djokovic goes, I'm the fucking best. I can see that now. I'm good. But he, again, he works at it every day. He can't so let it slip. I would say I know how to do my job, but I have to be on my game every day. Can you ever take the time and acknowledge that, though? Or do you feel like you always have to be humble? Am I humble? I don't, I say I know how to do my job. You know what I mean? You sound like, like, he threw you a nice softball. I think it's the tone of my voice. Yeah, you sound like you're pissed yeah, off. I, like, I, I'm in a lower register. I don't know why that is. You're like, fuck you, Gary. You know what I mean? Here, I'll, t- I'll give you another one. Um, what was the one about cancer you asked Robin about, Gary? I don't even pretty, remember at this point. Was something like, uh, Did I don't you know, think you seen I was angry with you, Gary? Yes, there's one coming up where, like, I threw you what I consider to be the ultimate softball, and you bit my head off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was listening. I go, Robin just pissed off. The thing is that I don't feel like the person I was before. Oh, this was about cancer. Oh, yeah. 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 You were really set up. I am pissed off about that. Yeah, sometimes I call you, and you're all angry, and I'm like, 
you get angry at everyone. And I go, I'm not going <laughs> to calm her down. I go, you know what? Fuck it. Just let her vent. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm like, oh, I'm yeah. not in her shoes. And so she's got to be allowed to vent. And who's better to vent? To be? But then it's true here, here. Gary asked you about Jackie. You went fucking apeshit. Oh, well, that's a slowly I turn kind of thing. Right. You mentioned that name. <laughs> I remember you were so irritated when Jackie left. And I think part of it was because you felt he let the team down. Oh, no. I never thought Jackie was a part of the team. I don't know where you're coming from. <laughs> I just got sick of Jackie jerking us around. That okay. was an every year thing. I'm quitting. So go ahead and quit. No, every year he'd come back. And quit again the following year. So, no, I never thought of him as a team member. There were things that Jackie said to me that let me know that if he was in charge of this group, he'd let us all down all the time. So, yeah, no, Jackie was never team member Jackie. Okay, no, can't I can't argue with that answer. <laughs> <laughs> Gary was like, you have very definite opinions, which is good for radio. I like that. How could I go. not have an opinion about Jackie watching him no. for, what was it, 10 years? You just sounded irritated. I don't know. Sitting behind you, glaring <laughs> at you. I wanted I to know. throw something at him every day. Well, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to kill him. <laughs> if I'd had my druthers, he wouldn't even exist. Right. <laughs> anyway. I was doing that Gary show. Did you like it? It was yeah, fine. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know I was. Maybe it was a, one of those days that I was just angry. I don't know. Yeah, you were ragged out. You need to just be on the radio with me. Stop going on with other people. It's enough. Enough of that. We literally put Robin on to worship her. I'm telling you, we love her. And and, uh, and it was <laughs> mostly good. But, but, it's but, hard to yeah. worship me. <laughs> she she was like biting your head off. I, I, I mean, I could play the whole thing. It was wild. I was like, man. But uh, wow. what are you going to do? Well, that's, that's why Robin's, uh, you know, top of her she game. She was good. She was good. Everybody right. loved her on, on summer school. I'm sure they did. Wow. Man, I got what a song in my... What do you want to say, Jason? Uh -oh. <laughs> no, I, I actually... Why'd no, you I, I pop say... up? Because <laughs> I loved you on summer school. And I, it's funny, I didn't think you were angry. I just love, like, you go on summer school, and you're just immediately schooling Gary. Like, it's the, everything <laughs> Gary says. <laughs> yeah. He's wrong, and you're going to tell him why. I don't and think I, Robin I likes him. Gary. I, I really <laughs> don't. I'm mean, true I mean, all. Are you kidding? Please. I like Gary, but he can irritate me sometimes. So I have to, I have to set him straight. Oh. I was, um, I got this song in my head, and then I do have to take a break, but I got to get out of my head. I love this. I thought Tom Morello and Gary Clark Jr. do this song. I thought they wrote it together, but I guess I'm wrong. But it's got this song's. It's so good. Tom Morello plays it on his show on Lithium all the time, mm -hmm. and I listen to a lot of his shows. And every time you put, now I've got this song in my head. Except the song's got the N word in it, and it's one of the best songs I've ever heard. And I find myself walking around humming it and singing it, and I'm really afraid I'm going to sing it uh, out loud. You'll sing all the words and not remember to not say that one, right? <laughs> It's called, the song is called, uh, This Land. And then it's like the, the, the chorus is, in fact, Gary Clark Jr. did it on our show live. I don't know if you remember, right. but it, yeah, it, it's a, and it's a great song. And it, and it, it, it says, he didn't run. Write it? I thought Gary Clark Jr. wrote it. 
Gary Clark Jr. wrote it, but whenever Tom Morello's on the radio, he goes, this is my song with uh, Gary Clark that we did called uh, oh. This Land. So I, but, but then the guys are telling me Gary Clark wrote it, so I'm confused yeah. about who wrote it, but I know there's a version with Tom Morello, and I love this song. And uh, it's so fucking catchy. You want to hear the you want to hear the live version of uh, Gary Clark Jr. on our show, or you want to just hear the hook where he uses the N word? Um, uh, you make up. Uh, you've listened to both. It's yeah. good. This is from our show live. The song's about living on fifty acres in um, in, Tr- in Trump country and having a neighbor who can't wait to call the police on. Gary Clark Jr. Remember he told the story that his neighbor called the police because he was a black guy? Owned that land. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, you don't own this place. Get out of this. And he goes, no, I live here, dude. So he wrote a song about it, but it's got the N-word in it. And I can't go around singing this. (laughs) So good. love the song i love the music i love what it's about i remember remember in the news the, the chick on bachelorette hannah brown was singing along to a song with the n-word in it and she got into yeah. huge trouble so i got to make sure that i don't listen to this song anymore i don't want to get i don't want to get into trouble singing it and um but i love this song i'll tell you why i love it there is no worse feeling in the world than being an, considered an outsider in your own country and um doing well and having people look at you and go, fuck you. You don't deserve it because you're the, you're an N word or you're a Jew. And, uh, I remember like, you know, I've always felt like an outsider no matter what. And whenever I would do well, I felt, I felt, I felt a lot of that. Like, um, poor Gary Clark, he, he, he's making enough money as a musician, which is an impossible career anyway to make money at, and very few people do. And uh, he f- finally buys some land, and he's living on it, feeling good about his success, perhaps. And then some dude has to fucking confront him and call him the N-word and go, get the fuck out of my country, because cause the guy ha- managed to buy some some land, you know? It's such a shit feeling, man, to be the outsider. But it's also a shit feeling to be that person. Yeah. You know, like all you ever see is differences in people. And and now you feel bad because your next door neighbor is one of those people who's not supposed to be able to live with you. That's why I love this song so much. It's so good. This 
very catchy tune. That's the problem with it. Can't go well, around usually singing that. You can't. You can't sing anything but the chorus. Oh, I'm like, and, <laughs> yeah, because I, I don't remember the verses, and I'm like, and I'm, and the other day I'm walking around with my wife, and we're outside, and I'm like, hmm, 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 I'm like where you can, and I went, what the fuck am I singing? Oh shit! <laughs> you know what I mean? There are people around here. I can't be singing that. <laughs> but hmm, uh, it's too much. Yeah, whenever someone like gets envious or run away, it's like, ugh, that's the worst feeling in the world. You're like, oh, you don't think I'm entitled to anything good because of who I yeah, am. Yeah, but I something. wonder when those people are going to realize their problem is their own low self-esteem. That ain't if happening. they felt good about themselves, they wouldn't care what was going on with somebody else. But they need somebody to look down on. And so that makes them feel better. At least I'm not that. So they're already miserable. Somebody here told me to just substitute the word buddy. Run, buddy, run. But, it doesn't have the same impact. No, but I, I got to come up with an, an alternate lyric. <laughs> run, buddy, run. Come back where you came from. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, there's this commercial that, you know, uh, it's Uber one or something but anyway p diddy or diddy or whatever his name is now he's running it and he's got all these guys singing this tune and uh he says yeah but i need a little bit more funk or i need a little bit more soul or something so the guy starts singing and then this guy standing next to him says man that is bad as fudge yeah you know he didn't uh, want to say fudge <laughs> Run. He wants to say, fuck. Run, fellow, run. Run back <laughs> where you came from. Yeah. Run, Howie, run. Something. How about Ninja? Run, run Ninja. ninja. Run. Nah, it's too close. I'll get <laughs> no, fucked yeah, over. You could, get, you, could get, <laughs> you could go all the way. Yeah, I got to forget about that song. Yeah. <laughs> Great song, though. I, I mean, I wonder if that song, like, made money for him or i i never know i don't i don't know how it's that probably all works a part anymore. of an album i yeah. don't know that he released it as a single i don't know he is an exciting performer remember when he plays guitar and everything i mean I went to see him live. He's amazing. Did you? Oh. Yeah. Where was I? Hiding? In your house hiding, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the other guitar guy I'm obsessed with. You know, over vacation, I listened to an entire book about Eddie Van Halen. But this book goes so far into the weeds. It's called Eruption. Two guys spent 50 hours. Think about 50 hours interviewing Eddie Van Halen about wow. everything. Like. The most minutia you've ever heard, like, like, like when you dropped your string to D or D sharp and then you built a guitar and then you and then like then you sawed off the, the head of the guitar and you put such minutia. And I go, I can't believe I'm fucking listening to this and loving it. <laughs> but you got to be hardcore into Eddie Van Halen. And I know everything about fucking Eddie Van Halen now there is to know. 
I love that guy. I blew it with him in real life. I don't know because I was crazy. Well, it was hard to interview Eddie. Nah, that ain't it. It wasn't hard to interview Eddie. I was out of my mind. I don't want to talk about it. That's how upsetting it is to me. But Well, I know I was sitting there, and every once in a while you try to get Eddie to stay on a subject when he was in there. And that yeah. was hard. But, you know, it wasn't the right environment. But Eddie used to call me a lot off the air and uh, uh-huh. want to talk and stuff. And I was just too busy with myself to even take that seriously. But anyway... Love Eddie Van Halen, love his music, love the David Lee Roth years, love the Sammy Hagar years. Um, it was all good. But this book goes so far into the weeds, into the life of Eddie Van Halen. The only guy I think who should listen to it is uh, uh, Steve Nowicki. Steve Nowicki, I was going to say, has he heard yeah. it? Because yeah, he's that's, got his, it. that's his, his jam. God. Yeah. yeah. But... Um, Anyway, uh, the guy who wrote the two guys who wrote it, it's very well done, but you got to really be Are they musicians? Is that why they knew all of this yeah. Uh, stuff? They, yeah. Yeah, they like, like they go, you know, Eddie, why'd you use a D sharp there? And like, why didn't you tune down? And why and I'm like, Jesus Christ. But um <laughs> I listened to it. I, I loved it. And uh the other guy I'm obsessed with is that guy John 5. He's another guitar player. He used to play for Rob Zombie. Uh, he's like one of these guys. He can play anything. You met him. Mm. We met him. Remember at the birthday show, uh, you know, almost 10 years ago, Rob brought out a band. It was a guy with like almost white hair, but it was blonde, like very okay. light blonde hair and uh-huh. a lot of makeup and shit. And that was him. Fucker. Oh, my God. Can he play? I watch all these YouTube videos of John five just playing guitar. I could. I don't know. The guy captivates me. Then I got all upset. That uh, I didn't play guitar when I was younger. I should have. I wasted all my time. Stupid. Uh-oh. What's up, Steve? Did you listen <laughs> to the book Eruption or read the book Eruption? I read it and I met the author at Eddie Van Halen Con last year. I met Chris Gill and it was it was amazing to talk to him. It's That's the best Eddie Van Halen book. It's so good how they go into depth about everything that he innovated and his whole style and everything. What a genius. I don't know, man. Eddie Van Halen, this guy, he would just take guitars. I never, you know, I've read, I've kind of knew about this, but not to this level. His whole life, he would buy a guitar and then completely rip it apart because he couldn't get the sound that he heard in his head out of the guitar. And then he would, he would like take an, uh, 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 an amplifier and rebuild it. Or he would take a guitar and take a pickup from another guitar and tape it onto the other guitar. Like, he was like a mad scientist because he was obsessed. He wanted to create what he heard in his head and he couldn't get the sound. I mean, he was like, in other words, whoever was professionally building Fender guitars or Gibson guitars or uh, Rickenbacker guitars, they were never right by his ear. It never, he goes, it's just not right. And he was obsessed. And I'm like, this guy was a fucking genius. Like he, he understood guitar. He understood it. He understood the instrument. He was obsessed with it. And and everything to him was important. The way you touch those strings, everything you did. I mean, we, you're never going to see a guy like this. First of all, he was born into a musical family. His father was a piano player or something like that. I don't know what he was. But he would he would take Alex Van Halen and Eddie Van Halen and play with them. 
you know, it, 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 it was in the blood and they would they would rehearse and practice and play. And I mean, every fucking minute of their lives was music. And he loved it. And it it's so there's one story in the book that's so wild about like everybody knows about his guitar innovation. But what he the way he innovated amplifiers, he blew up his parents like he took an, a Marshall stack and rather than plugging it into a wall, he ripped the light switch out of his parents' uh, living room <laughs> yeah. the dimmer switch, and he hooked it up to the amp, and he completely blew up. Like, he could have started an electrical fire, but doing that, he invent he completely revolutionized guitar amps by, it's called a power attenuator. So basically, you're lowering the voltage going into the amp, so that way you can crank it where the tube is saturated, and he created this tone that, like, everybody still looks at that tone on the first record as the craziest fucking guitar yeah. tone ever. Yeah, they say that record was revolutionary to guitar players because it changed everything. But, I mean, you read about this guy. And then I sit there and I go, here's another guy. He's dead now. Where did all that talent go? Where does all of it? I mean, they, what a fucking crime. Yeah, and, and you got schlubs living. They don't do anything. They sit around they all day. They can't play a guitar at all. They <laughs> play a guitar. They can't do anything. They can't even play with themselves, these fucks. Uh, what do you got? You want to play something? Go ahead. Yeah, another thing the book kind of touches on, like, so many of Eddie's guitar techniques were inspired by, but in sync with what David Lee Roth did. Like, in the middle of a song, David Lee Roth, he'll be in the middle of a verse, and he'll just go, wow, wow, and shit. And, like, when Eddie's in the middle of a riff, he'll just jump into... Yeah. Like, that kind, of, that little stuff, they really got into those details of... It made me realize that a lot of Eddie's techniques, they were inspired by David Lee Roth being off the wall and crazy. Like, Eddie but does this funny, tapping though, thing. What, yeah, but what, it's really funny, too, that, like, Eddie is, like, Robin is irritated by Gary. I, like, like Eddie was irritated by every lead singer. Like, he's complaining <laughs> the whole time. He goes, David's lyrics were ridiculous. I hate him. Blah, 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 blah. Then he's talking about Sammy Hagar. He goes, ah, Sammy's lyrics were juvenile. I didn't like it. And, you know, like, like, Sammy, everything. he didn't like Sammy's lyrics either. He don't, he don't, he, nothing was, nothing was right for Eddie. Wow. Nothing was right. And fucking Sammy. I mean, and David too. David's lyrics were hot for teacher. I mean, that, that fucking song, the lyrics are so fucking innovative and, and whimsical. I don't know, but everything bothered Eddie. It, it, it's just, crazy but then eddie would bring these guys these crazy guitars things and those guys their job was to come up with a, a, a melody and a lyric and it was crazy it's crazy and some of the stuff eddie did this thing on mean street where he's going and i was the more i thought about that i'm like that's definitely like he's sitting in a room with david lee roth all day and david lee roth's going and shit and eddie's just like what do you even make of that and it's You know, they, it was a pressure cooker of like, like hatred. They were so angry at each other. Everyone was angry. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and Eddie music. only liked Alex Van Halen because it was his brother. That was the only reason. Yeah. Otherwise, you would have thrown and, him the fuck out of the band. And he was in the original band with his dad. Yeah. You know, he just played with Alex all his life. Like Eddie they played hated Michael. Boat. Yeah. But, when they but came Eddie, over from uh, the Netherlands. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah, the, uh, but, but Eddie hated Michael Anthony. Michael Anthony. On bass, I think does some of the greatest bass riffs, and he, and his vocals, the way he vocalized with Sammy yeah. and with David Lee Roth, I thought was great, great harmonies. Fucking Eddie hated him. He, he wanted he wanted Michael Anthony out of the band. He didn't want him getting a full share of the money. 
He says, Michael Anthony doesn't do anything. He does nothing. And Michael Anthony, poor Michael Anthony's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I do nothing. I've been here from the beginning. I play fucking bass. I sing. Eddie was fucking ornery as shit, but man, what a talent. You know, everything just bothered him. Does you know, that remind the, the, you of anybody? Me and Fred? <laughs> you threw Fred out of the band. What did Fred ever do? Yeah, nothing. Fred's a talented guy. Just had, had to throw him out. Everything bothers him. <laughs> the attention the best. to detail was so wild. When, when Eddie made uh, the Wolfgang guitar, which is like, it's basically his life's work in a guitar. He took it on tour to road test it. And it, you see, it's called the number four Wolfgang. He took a chisel and just fucking ripped all the wood out around the pickup. And he kept shifting it around. And then finally, he's like, I got it. And his he's guitar tech's like, he moved it a 32nd of an inch closer uh -huh. to the bridge. That's how he was just listening to every little something. fucking detail. When I was reading the book, I was like, well, according to Eddie, the Wolfgang guitar is the greatest guitar ever built. Is it the greatest guitar ever built? I mean, you know, Eddie says, I've, I've, I took it and beat the shit out of it. I did everything. It's the greatest guitar ever built. And, if, and since Eddie's one of the greatest guitar players, that's the Wolfgang, right? That you got there. Yeah, this is the uh, the 2021 Wolfgang. I mean, it it is. It's the best combination of everything. It's like a Strat. It's like a Les Paul in terms of the tone. You got the whammy. So bar. then, why it's isn't it? Why isn't it the most important guitar on the play? Like, why isn't, why isn't it everyone everybody playing, that? playing? Yeah, it? yeah. A lot of people do play. It should be more popular. But anytime you see somebody playing an EVH Wolfgang guitar, I'm immediately like. That person knows exactly what the fuck they're doing with. Let me hear. Know, let me hear you out. play that. Play me a song. And they're in tune. That's this what's good about the. Um, at, this is slightly out of tune. Oh, it's so slightly out of tune. It's bothering the shit out of me right now. <laughs> but Eddie said that the well, Eddie said in the book that Wolfgang guitars rarely go out of tune. Anyway, all yeah, right, enough I with that. I've, I've been messing with it a lot. Okay, I was going to get into the fifty-one fifty and the Hot for Teacher replica, which I'm spending uh, lots of uh, hours yeah, on. That, you're going too far into the weeds. It's like the eruption book. Only three <laughs> people can read it: me, you, and someone else. <laughs> 
How you doing yesterday? By the way, before I go to the break, <laughs> which the show is almost over, but how you doing after the wedding discussion yesterday? But everyone was ripping your wedding, a new asshole. And by the way, we went light on it. You should have heard the shit I heard that I didn't put on there. <laughs> wow. So, uh, yeah, you yeah, mean yeah. there was more? <laughs> yeah. Did, did your wife hear about uh, the wedding or did you, uh, did you keep her away from the radio? No, keeping it away. It's funny. I was thinking like when, uh, when Fred got married, I remember there was the story that he's like, he didn't invite, he didn't tell anybody about it and he got married on a beach. I'm like, maybe that's the right way. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Fred knows what he's doing. Yeah, these and Grace will never have a good time at a wedding. <laughs> I should have listened. <laughs> this, this group of people, you invite them to a wedding, it ain't going to go well. I'll tell you that. But, uh, positivity. You know, Lots of yeah, positivity. Good thing, good thing I wasn't there. I would have fucking really gone berserk. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you wouldn't have enjoyed the Shake Shack? <laughs> oh no i consider that listen i don't eat that shit shake shack oh they had a a, a portobello mushroom burger for you huh? fuck that you gotta you gotta <laughs> try you gotta give me the you know the chicken fish option you know what i mean that's it it's the it's nine o'clock at night and you're getting your portobello mushroom. i get like a bear when i'm hungry too I, if i was at steve's wedding, i would have flipped that truck over like godzilla at the end of the movie when he goes berserk i would have <laughs> i would have gotten nuts I, 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 I don't like food trucks at weddings <laughs> all right anyway uh all right so everything's cool right steve okay absolutely yeah how did nice. you keep her away nobody called her and said oh they're ripping your wedding apart all sequestered. <laughs> Don't let her go to Paris on her own, I'll tell you that. Uh, it's time again for the Radio Hall of Fame. No, not the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the Radio Hall of Fame. And look at this. Oh, really? Mad Dog. <laughs> Mad Dog finally got in last year, and Mad Dog's all in. Now he is the announced he has been announced as the host. The guy oh couldn't goodness. get the he couldn't get the fucking that radio hall of fame. All he was trying, he was lobbying everyone, and took him forever. Now he's the host for the radio wow. hall of fame induction on November second. Our That's old buddy. amazing. He's he's like all in. He he's like he fought to get in, and now that he's in, he's running. <laughs> he, he's he's practically he practically bought the uh, franchise in there. He owns it. <laughs> Imagine you can be in like a tuxedo inducting all the radio guys into the Radio Hall of Fame. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Our old buddy John DeBella is getting into the Radio Hall of Fame. Wow. I feel good for him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we were brutal. We were we were really nasty we sons were of awful. bitches. Awful. Yeah. Guy didn't deserve that. Just trying to do his morning zoo and we're pissing all over it. We were just very hungry for acceptance and love in Philadelphia. So we were like a wrecking crew. Yeah, I was very we angry. Were taking young man. no prisoners. <laughs> I told you. you, you were in our way. Yeah, you were going down. I needed to get our show on the air nationally, and he was in my way. So, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, John is getting into the Radio Hall of Fame. He retired, by the way. He is out of radio. He retired this wow. year. Yeah, good for him. I think he's a little older than me, and he kind of said, okay, I'm hanging it up. But uh, it does seem crazy when radio guys retire because you're kind of like, is that really, yeah, yeah, like, is it really that hard a job? How do you know when you're not working? (laughs) Yeah. Like, is it really work to go behind the microphone and have millions of people listening to you? But uh, I can assure you it is. But 
It, you know, even I am like, you know, when am I going to hang up the microphone? And like, people look at me like, why would you? They're paying you a bunch of dough, and all you're doing is yapping. What are you retiring from talking? You mean you want to sit in your house and not talk? Like you're never going to talk again? <laughs> if you're going to talk, you might as well talk in this stupid fucking microphone. Make some money at it. I think a lot of guys are retiring from regular radio. And I don't know this to be John's case, but I do know a lot of guys. That radio is such a shit business now that even the guys who made some decent bucks are getting their salaries cut. And they're like, you know what? Fuck you. Do they start podcasts? If they if you see a radio guy who retires from radio starting a podcast means they just weren't paying them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or he didn't have any ratings. You know, I understand when construction workers retire. That's hard yeah, work. Yeah, that's I hard mean, you work. Know, your body can't take it after a while, but... This shit, you know. You're talking. You're going to talk anyway. <laughs> you know what they should do? They should make a rule. If you retire from radio, you have to take a bow of silence like a monk. That's right. Yeah, you shouldn't you be don't allowed. want to do the thing right. you did anymore. That's right. You shut up now. <laughs> no one, no announcing what song is on the radio. <laughs> Look at this. Individual tickets to the Radio Hall of Fame ceremony are $750 a person. What a, what a fucked up organization that Radio Hall of Fame is. Because think about it. No one's going to this thing. Unless it's, it's like when Mad Dog got inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame, he bought five tables because he couldn't, you know, he was so excited. Right, right. So he brought his friends and his family, but no, the public doesn't want to see some bunch of disc jockeys getting inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame. Oh, our other buddy. Who writes me all the time. Shadow Stevens is getting inducted. Uh -huh. Good for him. I like Shadow. Yeah. He had a career on the radio at KROQ, and then he hosted American Top 40 after Casey Kasem was the voice. And then um, he was the voice of The Late Show with Craig Ferguson. Remember, he did Hollywood Squares. Hollywood Squares, sure. Yeah. He had a pretty good fucking career. I hear from him. He writes me. I don't even know how this guy got my email, but he writes me. <laughs> <laughs> he sends me stuff. It's good stuff, though. He's a nice guy. Oh, yeah? What does he say? I don't remember. <laughs> uh, John DeBella, Shadow Stevens, Jerry House. Jerry House. Who? Jerry House? I don't know him. Morning host on W6FM in Nashville has also helped pen songs for, for George Strait, Reba McIntyre, and Leanne Rimes. What the fuck's he doing oh, in radio? we're not messing with him. Yeah, there's a guy who shouldn't he even be He actually can write songs? Yeah, I mean, he actually has talent. <laughs> he's not a loser uh also being inducted is deborah parenti publisher of the trade magazine radio inc that's a okay uh, yeah, trade okay. magazine yeah bob rivers i've heard of him i've never heard his show the bob Rivers show out of seattle who cr oh yeah he created a lot of parody albums and songs that i do know okay uh-huh now here's a guy who's going to be inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame who I totally agree with. I thought this guy was the one of the best announcers I ever heard. Pat St. John from Oh yeah. 42-year run on New York Radio. He's now on Sirius XM 60's Gold Channel, Channel 73. But uh, Pat St. John was on WPLJ New York Radio Station. Yeah, legendary. I wanted legendary. to be him. I wanted to be him. Uh, I think this you Pat. missed the mark. <laughs> yeah, he, he would go on the radio and be like, "Hi, this is Pat St. John." You know, he had one of those big D. You know, yeah. Hi, uh, uh, this is Pat St. John with you at WPLJ. <laughs> 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 
whoa, I wish I could be that professional. You know, he's like, WPLJ, Pat St. John Show, coming up uh, an hour of Beatles, you know. That kind of thing. And he was like on the afternoon drive. Yeah. Big ass balls, he voice, in professional. I'm sure he even like, like after he got done with his radio shift, he'd go out and do a, cut a few commercials for a couple of thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. Like he he came on after Zachary, I think, or Carol Miller, and I could just picture the conversation when they when he was leaving. He goes, "Go, yeah, I, uh, my agent booked me in for a couple of voiceovers. I gotta go do a, like a national probably did those before he came in. So you know, yeah, by the yeah, time yeah, he finished right. his afternoon show, he was done for the day. Yeah, and then I'm going out to dinner to John George with all the money I made today. <laughs> you know, and I'm doing, I'm actually doing a commercial for. Uh, Ford cars. You know, me, I was struggling. Uh, you know, no one, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything. Nobody was calling you for commercials. Nothing. No, 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 no one is yet to call me for a commercial. Nobody's <laughs> hired me. I told you the only time I got tapped for a commercial was I was going to be on a Super Bowl commercial with Tom Brady where I was like, the it was a comparison between being perfect and being shitty, and I was shitty. Right. I was like the Danny DeVito <laughs> character in Twins, you know. And I said, "I'm not doing it." You were the twin that didn't get anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was the, the leftover sperm. <laughs> hey, I'm Pat St. John coming at you, WPLJ. Coming up next, Carol Miller. <laughs> Big voice. Then I saw, I, I never knew what he looked like, but then I saw him at Sirius XM. He kind of looks like a lion. A lion? Got a big, big mane big of mane. hair. Looked like a lion's mane. Yeah. Kind of looked like a <laughs> tough guy, too. Like, um, looked really? a little bit like um, James Hetfield, you know, that kind of look. Huh. Like he could kick your ass. Yeah, you don't mess with him. Big mustache, like a Ronnie mustache, whole thing. All masculine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Howard. I, I heard you on the radio. I thought you were a woman at first. Because you don't have a big voice. Yeah. I saw him walking in the hall. They had a wheelbarrow next to him for his balls. So that they. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I would recognize him if I saw him. I don't yeah, think I I've ever seen him. Uh, Rob and I uh, have to run over and do a commercial for Chevrolet. Uh, right now, and then I'll be back to do my professional radio show where I, every <laughs> word is perfect and every sound is. When I say WPLJ, people love it. That's right. I don't WPLJ. pop my peas. Yeah, no, oh, never, 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 yeah, Pat St. John is getting getting inducted, inducted into Yeah. Nita Totenberg. Isn't that the woman who interviewed me when I did something from recently? The From the NPR, National Public NPR, Radio. NPR, yeah, yeah. I think she interviewed me for my when I when I put my last book. Yeah. Nina. I think was that her? I think so. I thought it was Terry Gross that interviewed you. Oh, oh that's right. It was Terry Gross. You're right, right. Terry. <laughs> I thought it was Nina Totenberg. Sorry. Who's Nina oh, Totenberg? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. But she's getting into the Radio Hall of Fame. Oh, she's the legal affairs correspondent on National Public Radio. 
and oh. one of its first air personalities. And Charles Warfield, who ran WBLS in New York. I love that radio station back in the day. It was a black radio station, and I would listen to it. And not because Urban. I enjoyed it. Urban. Yeah, I would, I would, I would, not that I enjoyed it that much. It's just, I felt very cool. If I, if I knew other people were coming over, particularly white people, I'd play it to try to, to kind of demonstrate that I grew up in a black neighborhood so they would understand. You didn't know any of the music. No. <laughs> I, the, the thing I loved about that radio station was, and I never could figure it out, in the middle of his song, they would just go, WBLS. Like, they yeah. wouldn't wait. They, in the middle of the song, you'd just be listening to a song, and then you'd just hear, WBLS. I'm like, is that in the song? I'm like, don't you respect the music at all? Yeah. Anyway, that's the Radio Hall of Fame hosted by Mad Dog. A wow. portion of, I, I should read this, a portion of ticket purchases for the Radio Hall of Fame induction ceremony is a tax-deductible charitable donation to the Museum of Broadcast Communications. Who's going to that? The museum Did we figure of, out, I mean, remember they dismantled it for a while to make room for something else, wherever it was? Did they <laughs> the put it back together? The Museum of Broadcast Communications... Who who's visiting that? That sounds outrageous. Museum of Broadcast Kids. Who's I got excited that you really would? Uh, what do you do there? You go and listen to radio. Kids, uh, I've got some exciting news. <laughs> We're taking a vacation to the Museum of Broadcast Communications. Oh, I can't think of a. I, I think the Holocaust Museum would be less depressing. What is in that museum? I mean, really? <laughs> what could it be? The museum Pictures of, of people who were on the radio. Hey, isn't that Edward R. Murrow's picture? <laughs> Jeez, this is great. Hey, there's Abbott and Costello from their radio show. That sounds like a place like if your kids are bad, you threaten them. If they don't behave, you're going to send them to the museum. <laughs> we're going to spend of the whole day at the <laughs> Museum of Broadcasting. Uh, yeah, John DeBella lives there now, now that he retired. <laughs> you can actually see him. He's in a case. <laughs> He's in a case, and you go and look at him. <laughs> the Museum of Broadcast Communications. What could that be? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, hi, I'm Howard Stern. I used to be on the radio myself, and now I'm uh, a guide here at the Museum of Broadcast Communications. Um, over here, please note, Murray the case skeleton under glass. We don't want anything <laughs> happening to it. Please keep your distance and don't touch the glass. That's Murray the K. And right there is the chair Marconi used when he invented radio. Yes. <laughs> this, uh, this case contains Allison Steele's panties. And right over there is Soupy Sales used toilet paper. Don't get too near it, please. All of these things are very valuable. What the hell could they have at that museum? Yeah, I got to go just to see what's in the museum. I would think all my stuff should be in that museum, but I don't think you haven't donated me. it to them. You've thrown it all away, haven't you? <laughs> Maybe I'll donate my archives. <laughs> Here, here's every show I ever did. Now leave me alone. Uh, I think Dick Clark's toothbrush is over there. I'm going to mm. go see it next week. Yeah, and I wonder the, how cousin, they got that. Cousin <laughs> Brucey's first toupee. They've got that. Yeah. That's right. There's Fibber Ooh. McGee's notepad. 
Hey, Fibber McGee and Molly. Hey. What else I want to tell you? God, there's so much. Oh, I should play a phony phone call. What are Richard Christie's two favorite things? The Kansas City Chief and gay antics. He loves that. So he yes. combined them yes. in a phony phone call that I thought was particularly huh. fun. I should play you that. But I don't like to forget these things. I wonder you know? what the combination is. That's interesting. Oh, it's like, you know, if if Patrick Mahomes called a, a radio show, a sports radio show, and... Um, yeah, it was up to gay antics in the uh, in the I locker see. room. Yeah, it's he certainly time. is on every commercial these days. He's doing tons of commercials. Patrick Mahomes, you know uh-huh. what? We got a, a Patrick Mahomes impressionist. This is the real Patrick Mahomes. Really? And you'll hear, yeah, and you'll hear in the phony phone call. It's pretty fucking good. But this is the real Patrick Mahomes. In fact, in this interview, he's asked about his. I've, voice. I've heard it since I was in like seventh grade. So, but it, it, it's something that I, I've kind of embraced. And uh, the guys, uh, Kelsey, Tyreek, and those guys th- th- throw some shots at me, but don't worry, I throw shots back. <laughs> Sounds like a frog or so. Hey, I uh, Patrick your Mahomes. Voice is stuck back there where Kermit's is. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Robert. Uh, anyway, since his voice is so recognizable, we had our very own Patrick Mahomes impressionist. I didn't even know there was such a thing, but we found him. And he called an internet sports uh, show claiming he didn't even have to claim to be Patrick Mahomes. They, they just they believed kind of, it. They just, they just were like, we recognize your voice. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's going on, big blue nation? Sports fans all over the world. So uh, we got a new listener, new caller, Pat from KC. Want to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs? What's going on, Pat? What's going on, man? What do you think the Chiefs are going to do this year? Why does that voice sound so familiar to me? Who am I talking to? Sorry about the runaround. This is Patrick Mahomes, man. I mean, this is number 15. This is Patrick Mahomes. Oh, hell no. Oh, my God. You got me talking to Patty Mahomes? Are you kidding me? I told you I'm out here at training camp. Oh, man, that's awesome. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Well, it is an honor. Thank you. Appreciate you stopping by, man. How's uh, training camp going? You going to light them on fire this season again or what? Oh, yeah, you know, man, I mean, our offense is just on fire. You know, we got guys like McKinnon and Travis Kelsey in there. And, you know, it's just you know, when we're in the locker room together, when we're not playing, we're lighting it on fire in the shower. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes it's just, you know, how it is when you get a bunch of dudes together and you've been around all sweating and everything all day. <laughs> like, you just don't know what to do. So sometimes it gets a little crazy in there, too. But we're, we're going to have a good time. That's no doubt about it. We're going to light it on fire for sure. Um, so, uh, okay. Well, that answer was kind of funny. I mean, so this threw me off with that answer. That's all, you know. Um, but yeah, look. So, how how do you feel about this season coming up? You know. Um, oh yeah, I'm actually calling in from the locker room right now before practice. So I apologize in advance if you hear some noise in the background. Or- yeah. yeah. You know how it is when you get a bunch of naked guys together, right? Uh uh-uh, uh, no no. Yeah, you know how that goes. Boys will be boys. Nah. Uh. I ain't been in the locker room, so. Where's 
your opinion of Kadarius Tony and what do you see in his future? Sorry, <laughs> seeing how training camp gets sometimes, someone just cow snapped Tommy Townsend right in his nuts. Oh my god! Well, this is this has been fun, Pat. And um, you how's have it going? Fun? He's got, how's he gonna put out his balls are all swollen like that? I I don't know what's going on here, but oh shit, guys, I'm Coach Reed. Cut it out. Put your cocks away. Oh hell, not this again, Coach Reed. We're sorry. Hey, can uh, we back to? Yeah. I'm gonna come. Uh, this locker room grab ass is getting out of hand. Oh my gosh. Hey, hey, hey. Right. You boys want to play, huh? Yes, Coach Reed. I'll play with you. Hey. I'll play hard, too. Man. Line up. Oh, 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 God, coach, damn. Stop. Quit it. Oh, 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 uh-uh. Ah, the Chiefs. It's fucking crazy. All right, so we had a uh, caller. We got Coach. What's going on, Coach? The only way to win is with discipline. Hey, hey. Coach Ray, not my ass like that. Ah, you know, sensitive. Come on, no. Kansas City, I don't know what the fuck going on over there. But, man, what a crazy-ass morning this was. Y'all woke me the fuck up out shit. All right? That shit went left like a motherfucker, bro. And I really wasn't expecting the locker room talk neither. Like, that's that's crazy. So, I'm going to go ahead and shut it down. That is my closing statement. Motherfucker, Patty Mahomes out this bitch. Wow. That's some radio show. They still show. thought it was Patrick Mahomes even at the end, huh? Yeah. They thought that was yeah. all real. <laughs> I still think it's real. <laughs> and I'm in on it. Boy, <laughs> the way they were so enthusiastic when he first called, and then when he started yeah. talking and he brought up all the, the gay antics, they were shut down. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know what to say. That was awesome. Those two guys, I nominate them for the Radio Hall of Fame. I love their broadcast. <laughs> well, I they're their... talking to people all over the world, they said. Yeah, yeah. God, what a, what a radio show those guys are like. Hey, let's go to the home. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? On the internet, everybody's a broadcaster. There's no more standards. Well, anyway, that was uh, exciting. Thank you, Richard. I, that was Richard's entire sexual fantasy, being in the locker room with Patrick Mahomes and them showing each yeah, other their dicks. And a bunch of uh, towel snapping and yeah. uh, spanking. Uh, it sounded like a lot of fun to Richard. <laughs> oh, football was, starts. <laughs> Richard, football starts tomorrow night with the Chiefs playing the Lions. Cannot freaking wait. It's gonna. Uh, I'm a little worried. Travis Kelsey might be hurt from the Chiefs. They said yesterday in practice he might have hyperextended his knee. So, yeah, a you know, nervous. It's funny because JD does fantasy football. Uh huh. And he had that guy. You know, the guy. Who oh, Kelsey. Himself. Yeah, that was his and, first pick. Yeah. Now he, I said, JD, do you ever feel like you have like a black cloud over your head or something? He goes, Nah. I just, I just, I, I took that guy. He's never been injured, and now he gets injured. I, I, I had him last year. He did great. He was he was one of my better, be, the best players. And then, yeah, he never gets injured. I felt very confident uh, taking him. And uh, what I don't understand fantasy football, of course. So what happens, JD? You've you've chosen this guy. If he doesn't play, do you just like does that like almost ensure that you're going to be dead last in the league? No, 
He'll have uh, to find another tight end, like yeah. a backup oh, yeah, he'll guy have for to Kelsey. Substitute. Yeah. Yeah, but there, there's no, there's no, there, the, like Travis Kelsey is like the elite, the most yes. elite tight end in the number game, one right? tight end. Yeah. So, is yeah. there an opportunity, perhaps, for a big turnaround, and maybe he'll not hyperextend, or maybe it was well, just exaggerated? He, there, if there, if anybody can play, it's him. He's so tough. He hasn't missed a game because of an injury since like 2014. So I think there's a chance, pretty good chance he'll play. I think. I mean, part of me hopes he does. Part of me hopes he doesn't play because you know that means the Chiefs have less of a chance of winning. <laughs> but I do need him for fantasy. So so jealous. Uh, Whatever, Listen, Richard. The Bengals will come. The Patrick Mahomes calls the internet radio show. Where does that stand in terms of your overall favorite phony phone calls you've made in all the years <laughs> you're working with me? Uh, right now, that, at the very top. At the very really? top. All my worlds got to collide. Like uh, everything I love was in that call. The Chiefs, the gay antics. There was a Tommy Townsend reference. <laughs> Chiefs punter, and I love it. It was you awesome. loved the whole thing. Thank wow. you, Howard. I, I mean, <laughs> I'm the luckiest guy in the world. I get to work in a place where I go and laugh and have fun every day. So thank you. JD's big day for JD, by the way. He's very excited about the Bengals quarterback, Joe Burrow, having a press conference today. <laughs> He's been texting. That's how you say well, it. Well, I'm hoping, I'm hoping they, uh, announce a contract extension today mm -hmm. or at least some point this week. That's the biggest thing. Oh. Um, Bengals. But well, there's yeah. an injury scare you're with him, about, too. You're worried about his contract. Well, there's the well, listen, Robin. I, I gotta take one thing at a time, you know. JD has no contract, don't, but don't worry, know. don't worry about that, Robin. I, I worry about all contracts. Oh. All right. Trust me. Well, he got he got injured in training. He camp, did get injured, I'm, so I there's think a JD chance. was freaking out. Yeah, there's a hey, chance JD. he might not play. I heard something about you that you don't trust the commissioner of the fantasy football league. That who's your who's your who's your commissioner? <laughs> I didn't say that. No, I didn't say I don't trust him. I don't know what yeah, his name is. My, Michael Fabiano, and yes. he hosts Fantasy Dirt here on Sirius XM Radio. Yeah, and he's not, like a total pro. Yeah, no, but JD doesn't episodes, like him. Why don't you trust no, him? You know, Blit. Blit comes up with these fucking questions. Yeah, here he is. They, they, That's right. Are. Yeah, go what ahead, do you know about ahead. this, Blit? Yeah, what do you know about this? He is annoyed by all of his texts. He's meddling. <laughs> no. And he doesn't necessarily trust the guy. And he's extremely annoyed by him. And he won't, he won't even break bread with him. He won't have dinner with the guy. You know, so what? I'm with, I'm with John on this. JD has been a little nasty to him in our oh, group. Oh, hold on. Text oh, hold on. Okay. So Fabiano, uh, texts, he, he, we're all in this group text and he will text like certain things like little fantasy knowledge things of like hey don't draft this guy or hey you know give it updates there was a player injured uh uh or a player that uh uh, was suspended or, what, or put on some list. He's not playing the first four games. He made sure to, to text the whole group about that. Well, don't do that. Let someone else not find out and they draft him early, too He's early. trying to be nice and give you advice. Oh, come on. Whatever. The commissioner should remain impartial and just uh, and deal with the rules and not give like little hints of, of who should draft, you know, who think, and what. But everybody's getting the same hint. Like, nobody's getting an advantage well that's no that's the thing everyone's getting the same we're we're all supposed to have our own uh level we're we're responsible for our own research
that's yeah, and our level of uh, you know how JD's gunning. JD is gunning for position of commissioner. No, I, think, I don't know. So no, I think a, you are. First Glenn, of all, I, think I don't know shit about this, but the commissioner doesn't even play in the league with JD. He's doing yes. this for free because he's a fan. Yeah, uh, how can you be mad at the guy? He, that's right. I'm not, I'm not. I can mad explain at him this a little about, bit. All that appreciative prick, unappreciative. So, what JD really, what JD really wants is what JD is saying is. Somebody who wasn't paying attention, it happens in the league every year, without paying attention, would draft this guy, and then he would be the sucker that's stuck with a player that's not playing. That's what J.D. Yeah, right. wants. JD and he's is saying, saying the commissioner shouldn't help I him. understand that. J.D.'s saying, hey, I've done my homework. I'm researching all this. Yes. Don't, don't announce to the rest of the guys. <laughs> Let them fuck up if they're going to fuck up. It's yes. their responsibility to, I got a, J.D.'s got a point there, guys. J.D.'s uh, got you, a point. Yeah, there. Th- yeah, see, it's not. Yeah, I don't want to be commissioner. I trust me. I appreciate this guy coming in and, and being the commissioner. I don't want to do that. No, nobody now. wants. Nobody wants that. No job, wants to do so it. We're lucky to we're have on a, him. We're on our fourth commissioner. It was originally Will, <laughs> then it was Jason, and then it was Rappaport for a hot second. And we took that away, and now it's Fabiano. All right. Well, if I was you guys, I would kiss Fabiano's balls and say yep. thank you for doing this stupid thing that's actually taking up his life. I agree. <laughs> we, we, we appreciate him. Uh, in fact, what's that. wrong with him that he wants to do that? I mean, <laughs> the guy's nuts. Why would he want to be the commissioner if he's not even in the gambling aspect? He just, because why? He's what, a big he, fan of the, he's a big fan of the show and he's like fantasy expert. So this is what oh, he, he wants to living. hang with you guys, huh? What a group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to hang with JD. Sounds, this all sounds really pitiful. Oh, it yeah. does. It is. And JD also has a, a theory. He's very worried about his injured players and he's yes. sending well wishes to them. Well, yeah, well, yeah. When <laughs> someone gets injured, I try to, you know, send good vibes. Like I, you know, I want to send positive vibes, uh, out into the ether for, and hopefully, uh, you know, Kelsey will get them or something. So You're a weirdo. Robin. Robin, you should see our draft. Like all these grown men in football jerseys eating things on their laptops and JD. JD, I heard that. Off names. I heard you. Uh, heard you went to a fish concert with Blit. Oh yeah, fucking Blit. All right, so Blit, <laughs> I'm not a fish guy. Uh, Blit says, you know. Come, you're coming to this concert. We're, we're, we have a box. Uh, you know, it, it'll be great. It'll be great. I was like, all right, whatever. So I, you know, to, to have an experience, I go with him and Jason and, and, uh, and, and uh, Blitz girlfriend and, and whoever else. We get to this box. I, I don't know what I was envisioning. I, I envisioned like, you know, hey, we're like, you know, a small group in this like area. We can chill out. <laughs> and, and if I'm not into the band, I could just, you know, hang back and, and do whatever. This box, this box is like the size of a closet. Uh, and what, th- what, what didn't help was the, the box was filled with like, a hundred people in the box. Wow. <laughs> and they're all like these fish heads and they're like, Oh my God, this is so, it, it's, you know, God bless them. You know, they're Did you like the music at all? Or was it horrible? No, no, I mean, it's not my, it, it's not horrible, but it's also not stuff I really care. What's it about. like? Is it like the Grateful Dead kind of scene? Like, like yeah, a bunch of dudes it, well, just jamming yeah. forever? Oh, dude, the first song was like 20 <laughs> minutes long. I was oh, like, God. Jesus Christ, I think I had two drinks. Don't they two do drinks. shows that are like a day long, John? Like, yeah, New Year's they played from sun, uh, sunset 
to sunrise from midnight to morning <laughs> for millennia. Wow. Yeah. What, what, what's the best, Jason? I mean, he is super into it. He's like, you know, John. Oh, I've seen of, videos of Jason dancing. It's hilarious. Oh my god, Blit, Blit kind of just sways and like he. Well, let me he, ask you something. He feels. Hey, you hold, on, hold on. He feels the music. Jason. He he like jumps up and down and is like pointing at the stage. He goes nuts. And and so, first of all, I find it very self-indulgent when, when bands just jam and jam and jam and jam. I mean, it's like, oh, my God. Like, I like a, I, I don't have to hear the song sound exactly like it's on the record or something. But, man, I mean, you know, let's get to the next 20 song. 20 minutes? Yeah. That's yeah, great. 20 that's minutes. a good thing when they explore, when they go deep well, into the jam. I think, I, mean, uh, they I think it helps when John smokes a ton of grass and takes some stuff. Oh, yeah. What else do you do before that concert? John. Yeah, John, what were you on for the fish concert? Some edibles, some some mushrooms, and yeah, and some champagne. So you don't know what you heard either. Oh, I remember. I'm like, I'm perfectly mood enhanced. That's the way. So you have tequila, you have tequila, champagne, shrooms, and and then weed? Yeah, small amounts throughout the night. Microdose. Microdose, that's right. Yeah. Like you Macro. What about you, I love JD? All these, you? all these scientists, you know, yeah. and all they're doing is taking drugs and drinking. What were you on, Jason? Uh, it's saying that uh, my microdose a little of the uh, mushrooms and uh, <laughs> weed, of course, and drinking. Um, so just a little, little mix of it all. A little mix of it all. Wow. Cool. Yeah. I, I just did you do mushrooms? JD, did Me? you do mushrooms? No, no, I just drank. I kept. I was. I was talking. You know, Blitz girlfriend isn't too much in the fish either. So no, we were she just hates sort of, it. She's not we were a fan just either. Sort of hanging in the back while everyone else is dancing and grooving around. Yeah, I but you kept, must have had a hell of a contact high. There had to be a ton of pot smoke in that. that uh, if I did, I don't know. I I just kept going back for. There was a Chardonnay. Uh, that was in the back. I, I think I finished the bottle. Well, that was ordered specifically for you. JD was like, just make sure there's Chardonnay. In no, the I never yes, said that. No, did. I did not say that. Just be honest, all right? <laughs> be not, Don't be disingenuous. Stop, seriously. stop with these fucking... So, anyways. what's the deal on uh, Blitz's new girlfriend? I hear she's super hot. Is that right, JD? She's beautiful. She's smart. Um, you know, she's very cool. It was, you know, it was funny. Uh, before the Eric Andre show, uh, we had, uh, before the, we went to that birthday show, I had, I went over to Blitz house and it was like a, I think a Saturday, Saturday morning. And it was kind of, kind of cute. I walk in, she's doing a crossword puzzle. He's fucking cooking breakfast. <laughs> I was like, wow. This What's is she so wearing? Is she like in the like t-shirt, no pants kind of look? <laughs> no, or what's was, going on? She was, no, it was like, uh, I, I think almost like, uh, gosh, I, it was like pants and like a, a shirt. It wasn't anything like, Tight or anything. It I think it'd be like really that. hot if she was doing the crossword puzzle with no pants on, just like her panties <laughs> and shirt. I, I was wearing no pants and a t-shirt. That's what yeah, I. Yeah, that's like not hot. Yeah. And but uh, it was and domestic blit. So you know, you see well, him domestic yeah, blit. in his yeah his environment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I heard the rap is that this one actually likes him. Like the, the oh. other girlfriends didn't, and like they no. just went out with him for some reason. <laughs> I don't well, this one, that. Howard, John Paul pranks. Pranks yeah. on her? Do you prank her, John? Yeah, I do something now called uh, morning characters. So every morning when we wake up, it's a different character. So sometimes it's old man. You know, it's just a, whatever inspires me in the morning. So oh, a- well, he went on vacation with her. He would keep posting these like Instagram videos of like you know daily prank, like what, and they're like little pranks. Like whenever his girlfriend's reading, he'll put his hand in front of the pages and start waving his hand, so she has to shoo his hand away. <laughs> or the fork I on heard the, the chair. 
<laughs> I heard the big news is Blitz, uh, they're going to uh, do a month of testing out whether they can live together. It's going to be Correct. interesting. Yeah. She's be, testing yeah. it out. How yeah. long yeah. has this been going it. on, Blitz? We started dating in December. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the rap I'm getting on you, Blit, is you're no fun anymore. Now that you have the girlfriend, you've become less I'm fun. I'm more fun. I'm more fun than ever. Yeah, I, mean, I don't see any what... difference in the fun. Yeah, I don't know. Know. I really noticed the slowdown. The, the fun shots. never stops. <laughs> Although Chris you know told me did. the fun stopped. That's what he thought. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. I think <laughs> I think Blit did cancel going to his show or whatever. I think upstate to do something. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. Because yeah. we were going to Europe and it didn't make sense to go to the show in Saratoga and then yeah. drive back in the morning. And, and then we added an extra day on the trip. Here's so. the thing. I, I'm very happy for John and I, I like the new girlfriend. I think it's great. But the best John is single John. When John is in between girls, it's not, it's not long. He finds a new girl very quick. But for like the two or three months he's single, that's fun, John. That's where you can go to Miami with John. That's when John like wants to have nightcaps after nightcaps. Like now, nah, you go out with them, and by about eight o'clock, you know he's got to go. He's got to go. Don't exaggerate. Eight o'clock, eleven. Nah, by eight o'clock, I go. Hey, let's on. go have a nightcap. Come it's on. like nine o'clock. You're yeah, like, but we nah, were drinking. We were. Hang on, we were drinking all day. So there's a point yeah, where it doesn't matter nightcaps. with you. We had you the used Amaro, to drink all day and night. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting older, though. You know, you're not getting older. You're settling down temporarily. You gonna marry this one? Or you think you're gonna you gonna stop no, the party? No, she's I, no, no. The party is continuous, but she's incredible. Yeah, I'm madly in love. She's fantastic. Wow, fantastic. This. And this is slow so, for John. So... John usually proposes on like the fourth date. I'm That's not right. kidding. Right. He's going right. slow. I'm proud of him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but true? this experiment. Yes. How does the experiment work with living together? How does how does that work? Experiment. Here's how the experiment works, Robin. I can answer that one. She moves in and she she can tolerate him and his bullshit. <laughs> Well, I'm moving into her place, so oh. Oh. that's right. That's right. What's and her you know, story? Does, just... does she have a really cool place? Yeah, it's a great apartment, and yeah, she's very cool, and very smart. Um, she made good money. Amazing person. I, I've never seen. I think she does well. She has a, like a real job and pretty successful. Yeah, she very impressive. With, she hangs with Blit. I, you know what I mean. She like must she, have dough. Right. Going to the club. Yeah, that, that she must have some money. She's a very accomplished person. She makes over a hundred grand a year. I don't know. I don't know. I swear. Well, how do you not know that? <laughs> know. Never, when it comes to money, John never knows. Money just appears somehow. Money <laughs> right, comes from know no one knows. He has yeah. his own lifestyle. He doesn't know anything about He doesn't know how he makes it. money. I don't, my I'm money right. manager handles it. I don't know. I've perfected <laughs> counterfeiting money. I got this machine <laughs> in China, and it's it's fantastic. Yeah, like, I don't even know how you like have a, a box at the Fish concert. Like You, uh, you well, go like, top, oh, was top shelf. The, they have that a friend. That's why, you know, I... When you, this whole fish people, these fish people, they like, they are, once you know one, yeah. you're like, you're a family. And it is like, you go walk into this group. I didn't know anyone there. Uh, Jason and, uh, John, they knew like every single person in this box. I'm like, Jesus Christ. All right. Meanwhile, okay. that guy reached out to me. You don't even know this, John. He reached out to me privately and said, Hey, do you want to come? You can surprise the guys. You'll show up. It'll be great. We have a box. I said, No, uh, I don't want to go to funny. that. Yeah. He said, no, it's free. I go, yeah, you'd have to pay me to go there. Right. <laughs> we could, af we could afford too. the box because there's like 300 people that all pilot to that box. It's a hot box. Saying, yeah, it's, hot. <laughs> it's like a train. Normally those boxes are for like 12 people. but we You got catering in there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. of food. There's there, a little yeah. bit of food. But JD's going to come to the Lexus Suite in December. That is that's. No, an I, I know. Suite. I don't want to do any. No, I don't want to do any more fish shows. I, I don't Bernie, man. Bernie. <laughs> it's so 
sounds going. like you could make friends there, JD. Yeah, I don't. I have friends, and they won't remember you. <laughs> Fine, well, I don't need that. Tell JD he's going to see filet fish, and then he'll be there. <laughs> then he'll be there, right? Well, listen, every day like the that same. Fish. That's a good yeah, fish. same filet fish sandwich <laughs> every day. Same thing. Loves it. I wish. Yeah, hey, Chris, are you well, upset that that Blitz single because you're single? Like, because it's you know, like he was like your single. single friend. Yeah. No, no, I'm very, very happy for John. I mean, I've, I've mostly known John, uh, in relationships and I'm very happy and I really like this girl he's with. The last one was a bit of a drag, but no, I'm really happy <laughs> for him. But yeah, no, listen, it's fun when you're single and your friends are single and John's a good wingman. It's fun, but, but no, I'm, I'm happy. When you for go him. on, uh, John's social media, do you see pictures of the girlfriend? I don't, not really. He's doing uh, a slow rollout with this one, which I think is smart. I think it's smart. Right. Blitz, Blitz is very weird. Blitz, like, he'll do a, a video of the sky with fucking goose music playing behind it. That's. Well, here's the thing. John, John loves hey, exposing everyone else, but John doesn't like, John doesn't like you poke it into his personal life. Blitz, how hot is, I mean, I'm getting reports that this girl might be like a, a 10 or something. Is she that? <laughs> I think she's a, 50, a fifteen, but no, yeah. she's incredible. She's funny. She's intelligent. She, to be honest with you, I think what I really like about her is she's out of everyone I've, the people I've dated, she's the most comfortable in her own skin, and I think that comfort level really rubs off on me. How and hot a, is she a, though? Like, is she like, <laughs> like, is, how tall is she? If I think oh. she's like five seven, five six, five seven. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Very and power. Like, yeah. does she walk to five does she, seven? Does she, yeah, what? five seven's good. She, she's like, if you said eight. five six, she's I'd be like, yeah. five seven's like right there. That's that's she's a wow. Three. Yeah. Uh, and uh, give us an idea. Like when she walks in the room, do people like, oh shit? Yes, people oh. wow. are like, holy shit! But they're yeah. they're looking at me. That's the thing. <laughs> right. They're like, why yeah. is this fucking douchebag with her, right? right? That Then she right. is hot. Exactly. Yeah, that, you know the, she's really, the kind of hot that makes guys angry with you. Angry. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. what I really like about this relationship is I'm the smarter one, and that's what I tell her Good. all the time. That's and not true. Yeah. Yeah. That's not true. You have to tell Howard, the thing, that made, the thing about her, I met her, she's stunningly beautiful, but the thing about her, as soon as you sit and talk to her, is she's super smart. She has a career. She's a writer. She's written books. She wrote a big piece for the New York Times. So that just makes her hotter. Gary, is she so hot that, like, did you get one of those stupid boners you get that you can't control? I did not, I did not get a monkey boner. No, Gary's lying. He did because I was sitting next to him and I felt his penis when we were at that steakhouse in Montreal. You had to put a napkin over it. Yeah. No, Gary, Gary can't control his own dick. Like, we'd be on stage and Gary would get a boner. Yeah, we were on stage while two women were going down on each other. So what? You didn't see me walking around. One time they were just going under the limbo pole. Yeah. You you pitched a tent. Well, no, that Gary was the same thing from limbo pole. Yeah, well, Gary goes, "Hey, what do you want from me? I can't control it." I'm like, "I can control I my boner. I can't. I, can't. I, I, I admit it. Don't think about this, yeah, Gary. She's but she's very she's very beautiful, and like I said, she's super smart. And Gary, what would is happen? Huge, by what, the way, 
<laughs> I know. Gary, what yeah. would happen if, like, you got a boner in front of Blitz's girlfriend? It would be embarrassing because, you know. I was sitting. Me. I was sitting down. I was, I, 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 I seem to have more control now than I used to. Let's put it that way. <laughs> That's good. You've matured. That's awesome. Good for you. When John, when John Blit first met his girlfriend on their very first date, I, I, you know, I get to put how pretty she is. You broke out into, like, such a sweat. You sweated oh, right um, through your shirt. It was disgusting. The first date we had, she sh shows up. And I, I'm sweat, and it's like winter time, and I'm dripping sweat. I hear the sweat coming down from behind my ears, and Ugh. I'm like, I I'm really sweating. <laughs> she, she's like, yeah, she's like, yeah, I can see that. I'm like, Dude, I'm extremely what's, nervous. She's like, what's all the sweating about? Addict. Like, because she's so get, hot. I was just, yeah, she's super cute and surprised. How'd you me, meet her? I, on on the Raya, but then I followed oh. up on Instagram, but um. Wait a second. You're on yeah. Raya? You're famous? I was on oh, Raya. Oh, Howard, it's ridiculous. You, you wouldn't even know the level of, the lowest level of people around here who are on Raya. They're letting everybody on that now. It's crazy. I mean, Bl no offense to Blit. No one knows who the yeah. fuck he is. I mean, no. uh, how did he get on Raya? How do you get on Raya? That's for famous people. I thought it was. PA's got him on. <laughs> a PA yeah, got him on? She helped with, uh, just to kind of checked me and said we were friends. So. This is what I'm saying. He He's priest from Priest and Boy. <laughs> He's famous. Right. I should have kept him off a ride. <laughs> like, uh, you go on Ryan, Jonathan Blit. Uh, uh, isn't that the guy who hangs around with JD and gets him to do uncomfortable things? <laughs> isn't that the sweaty guy? Howard, yeah. we were, I was on the So wait a second. With... So she must be famous, this girl. She's yeah, on Raya. Maybe not. Yeah. Uh, she's a little, a, a little bit, a little bit. Wow. He said she writes books and stuff. She's yeah. maybe a famous author. Yeah. It's, well, you could check she's... out her book. It's called Jews? Question mark. Uh, here we go. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Nora, Ephraim. I'd read that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How, talking about making JD uncomfortable. We were on the subway the other day, me and oh JD, my God, and it's like half crowded subway, and I'm like, is anyone in the mood for some magic? I'm like, my friend here oh, is an amateur no. magician, and he'd like to perform for you. I got everyone to applaud. I filmed it, and JD kind of turned around and he tried to walk through the subway wall. I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> so embarrassing. My friend is going to walk through, my friend's going to walk out of a moving subway. He's so embarrassed. And everyone looks so annoyed. It's like rush hour. Like, no yeah. one's impressed. Yeah. Everyone was staring at me. Blitz saying, all right, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I'm like, I don't do any magic. I don't do any magic. Shut up. It keeps going. Don't, stop being embarrassed. Do your magic. And then finally, I just flipped them off and everyone applauded. So, yeah. JD, like, like, geez, this guy puts you through hell. I mean, everyone, everyone and yet, my friend. JD loves back it. For more. Yeah, wouldn't you just never go anywhere in public yeah. with John again? I, you know what? Like, I don't. I I must be the most masochistic human being. I fucking don't expect it. I really don't. And it's like all of a sudden he's like, "Okay, I, I do expect it." In the elevator, every time we go in the elevator, I do tell him, "Don't do anything. Just stop." Don't oh do yeah, anything. you have to physically hold John in elevators because he will go into these routines that are so embarrassing. Yeah. What is the worst thing that uh, Blit has done to you, JD, in an elevator? Oh, the elevator. Oh, I mean, he hasn't really, he hasn't really done a whole lot, but the, uh, but the g going on his phone saying, you know, he's talking to his wife and then, and then he pretends he's talking to his mistress. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's his regular bit. He says know. he's in Chicago and doesn't want to talk to his toddler because yeah. he's only two. And everyone yeah. looks at me. They're like, wait, like, wait, are we in Chicago? People have to kind of take a minute <laughs> to realize that they're not. <laughs> then I call my wow. mistress. I'm like, she's an idiot. Let's meet at the Four Seasons. <laughs> I mean, I guess. 
we went to the subway. Like, I guess I, I at most I expected him to say like to one person, like, "Hey, this is JD. This is his first time on the subway." Like that sort of thing I can deal with. No, no, he just breaks out and just starts yelling, "Hey, everyone! There's a fun magician over here!" <laughs> and when we, when JD when JD and I were on a canoe together this summer, we're passing uh, by people, and I'm like, "Hey, do you guys know JD Harmeyer?" And some people did. So wow. JD oh, is famous. He lo- and anytime we're walking in public and I get recognized or we get recognized, he is like, he loves it. And he's like, Oh, do you want a picture? You want a picture with JD? He'll sign an autograph. <laughs> he'll do this. He'll do that. He's trying to help you. Yeah. He's trying course. to uh, get your name out there. That's all. I guess. I think I there was only one time I saw, I saw this fall flat. We were at a restaurant. Me, Chris, Blit, JD, and Blit started telling the waiter that JD was just uh, raped by a pack of sailors, and it it, it went nowhere. Oh, it oh, well, yeah. because <laughs> well, so let terrible. me. We were at an Italian place, yeah. and the and the waiter said uh, the the pasta <laughs> looks like little um little anchors. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. John goes, "Oh, please, please don't tell him that he was raped Triggered. by a sailor when yeah. he was a young man." And the <laughs> oh, waiter just was not impressed. <laughs> Great way to get your spoo- your food spit in. <laughs> JD yeah. and I were out for lunch the other day told the server and the bartender that he was just released from prison and this is the restaurant he wanted to go to for the first time oh yeah uh, <laughs> do you like that one <laughs> it's all the fucking time it's all the time what, what, like what did the waiter say like did he talk to jd about prison yeah and they're like why here why, why this <laughs> restaurant <laughs> we were, yeah we were yeah we were somewhere in jersey and they're like why why would this be the first place you decide to come to he's a sick man and does jd blow it right away and go no 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 this guy's nuts i'm not i just didn't get out of prison or does he go with it he, he but the thing is when jd i don't go with it he doesn't I, I go with it end as soon as possible but the, the more jd tries not to go with it the more people believe that the story is actually true so his reactions are kind of perfect to what i'm doing yeah, right. great yeah, but JD great. gets nice champagne and great meals out of that's it. That's it. That's what caviar. keeps JD. Well, that's, that's what keeps him on the hook. That's what yeah. I, truffles, caviar, I, 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 burgandy I, I, wine, I, I, champagne. I, I, He's I feeding the that, pig before he slaughters him. All right. I, I, I think I said oh. uh, as soon as I said this before. Uh, I said it before at summer school or whatever. Yeah, the the good of hanging out with Blit and being his friend outweighs the bad. And uh, oh. So, mm. yeah. and the so you're using really him good. and he's using you, in other words. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I, I wouldn't uh, like to I say mean, we're using a horrible other, relationship. But... Yeah. Well, you are. I mean, you're using him for the good experiences, and he's using you for the comedy. So we're using each other. That's all. Oh, I wouldn't. I, I think we're friends. We're not using great each friends. other. So, so JD's a brother. To me, I love JD. We talked about it. It's changed my life in such a profound way. I love JD. Same with Blit. And we were talking about He's a great thing. Best friend. Yeah. No, no, not best friend, John. I'm sorry. Jamie on uh, JD on Summer School was asked. John John Ryan is my best friend. JD is my best friend. So it's okay that I'm not his best friend. I'm very good friends with Blit. But yes, John Hein is, uh, he's he's there. I can't, uh, I can't knock him out of there. You love him. Uh, I love everybody. I love them both, yeah. But you love John Hine the most. I don't want to say I love him the most, but I, I love him. But I, he's I your best both. friend. How did uh, he get uh, okay, to be right, If you wanted to use it like that, sure, I love him the most. I, I what about Ryan? I love him, too. I nah, love Ronnie's stop. been dumped. Yeah. Ronnie went He's to Vegas. Really... Ronnie's out of oh, yeah. Ronnie's been dumped, yeah. yeah. Ronnie has Big not nobody. been dumped. <laughs> right, J.D.? <laughs> forget about Ronnie. No, there's no forget about Ronnie. <laughs> stop it. Ronnie. <laughs> Ronnie. I love Ronnie too. <laughs> yeah. Not as much so as yesterday. Yeah. 
JD would suck the venom out of Ronnie's dick if he got bit by a snake. So JD's a good friend. Yes. Well, anyway, yeah, good. Here. Who do you yeah. see more? You see Blit more or John Hine more? Well, I, I, I've seen Blit more. Um, so, yeah, I've seen Blit more. All right, I, I had John enough is of this. still the best friend? I don't understand. <laughs> it's just because that's, that's years and years of. That's a years of build up there. So, oh. all right, let's go to Kyle in Texas because of shit. Let's go to Kyle in Texas. <laughs> hey, Richard, you cocksucker. It's been 13 years yeah. since uh, Travis Kelsey has been injured. And if you don't play uh, Travis Kelsey, it's okay, JD. You're going to win your league. I don't think it was a bonehead move on your part to pick him first pick. I mean, I don't think that's the smartest uh, part on no. your part. No, I, I knew what I, no, I, I, it was a good strategy, I felt, so, yeah. No, no, okay, as long as you beat that cocksucker, fucking Michael Rappaport, beat him, you and Rich, win this motherfucker. I, 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 I'm trying, in we have. Is Rappaport, is Rappaport still in the league, or did you guys get yeah. rid of him? Oh, he's, he's still in. All right. Oh, he's in the league, and I beat him twice for the championship <laughs> before. Yeah, I beat him once. Right. He kept there trying to go. make his team name, making fun of Gary, and it kept getting rejected <laughs> by ESPN for violating their standards. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he wants to let's fight, from and, our, nobody, and nobody seems let's, to give a shit. Let's for, let's go to our old friend Bobo. Bobo, you're on the air. Hey, how you doing there, Howard? Hey, listen, listen. After listening to your surprise show, the second one, were you annoyed when you heard Ross throwing Gary under the bus, saying he once bum rushed Bruce? No, Ross was good. Yeah, I did another. I, I did a surprise. I did two surprise shows, and one of them was with Ross. He was over at my house having dinner, and I said, "Hey, you want to go on the air?" And he was like, "Yeah, let's go." <laughs> and we talked about Bruce Springsteen and stuff. And no, nah, he told a cute story about Gary. And no, Bobo, the answer is no. I was not annoyed. Don't ever call back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to Tim for one more question, and then I'll uh, get to the rest of this stuff we have to get to. Tim in Illinois, go ahead. Hey, how you doing, Howard? Uh, just I want to thank you for uh, being a beacon of free speech in these times. Uh, the point I want to make real quick is uh, I just got a question for you. If you could bring any musician in their prime back from the dead to be here today, since you're such a music fan, who would you pick? I'd be curious to know. John Lynn. Really? Is there a reason why Lennon specifically? Because he's the greatest songwriter that ever lived. He's the greatest musician that ever lived. Mm -hmm. And he, he, he was cut down way too short. He was making really good music. He died when he was 40. And uh, okay. he was still making great music. And he was brilliant. And he's the greatest ever. Of course. You have to bring him right back. There would be no question. Well, I was born in the mid-70s, so I, I know you're a little bit older than me, so I just really wanted to hear your opinion, having been there's around no, There's no question. Everyone would do the same thing. And then the second guy you possibly would bring back was Jimi Hendrix, because another life cut short. Like, what? I have a horrible feeling that maybe Jimi was done making great music, because he started to put out some shitty stuff, like jazz kind of stuff. You know how fucked up jazz is. Jazz is, like, horrible. <laughs> and um I don't know, but but... There's some feeling that maybe Jimmy had more music in him that would have been awesome, uh, and we were we were deprived of it. And yeah, uh, you know, too bad that uh, so that, many artists go so soon. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, Jimmy Hendrix was a troubled dude. 
And then, uh, and then the third guy, I think everyone would agree, would agree is a smash mouth Steve Harwell, who just passed away. We'd have to get oh. him back. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, Steve Harwell. Uh, no, I, I, the third guy would be um, possibly Eddie Van Halen because oh, yeah. he's just so awesome. What about but, David Bowie? Oh, yeah, geez. Eddie's, Eddie's le you're leaving Jerry Eddie. No, no, Eddie. Eddie, 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 be back next, and we'll get to Bowie, but he's going to have to wait his turn. <laughs> what about Randy Bowie. Rhodes? So no, Elvis Randy Rhodes right, huh? was great. Kurt Cobain was great. Mozart oh, yeah. was great, but I don't appreciate him. A lot so of uh, people were great. Mozart. Mozart. And gone. <laughs> you know, I don't care about Mozart, but uh, Kurt Cobain was another one. You know. But you know, I wouldn't bring back Kurt Cobain because he was so miserable. I don't think he'd want to come back. He was he wanted to be gone and it's sad. He was so great, yeah. but uh he he'd had it with this world. Now Steve yeah, Harwell of Smash Mouth theory. just uh, Steve Harwell of Smash Mouth died and like I said, I had this incredible night at the Playboy Mansion. He played our show. We we did a show from the Playboy Mansion. Yeah. We ended up with a room full of we ended up in a room together, me, Steve Harwell and a bunch of Playboy bunnies. I thought I died and got to heaven. <laughs> Pretty awesome. <laughs> it was nuts. And I remember him sitting there on the floor, and I was on the floor. We were all on the floor for some reason in the dark. And, uh -oh. uh, yeah, it was crazy. It's crazy. Well, I appreciate you taking the time, Howard, to, uh, you know, give me the insight on what you thought there. Yep, that's the answer. And it's the right answer. People Same say that. <laughs> Retire from performing because he was getting so sick. Yeah. He had a lot of medical issues, so. Nice guy, too. Personally, that was the bigger hit, but I liked Walking on the Sun a hell of a lot. Oh, I yeah, thought that yeah, was, that was a better a great song. song. Yeah. yeah. This reminds me of the doors. Oh, yeah. A little bit like the doors. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of had that 60s thing going on. Yeah. He died from music. liver failure. 56 years old, not that old. Yeah, but he had cardiomyopathy too, which was, you know, what made him retire. I bet I have that. Now that you mentioned it. Oh, God get... help us. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he had to retire after a what they call a weird performance <laughs> where he was slurring his words and gave a Nazi salute. Oh, God. But, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> maybe yeah, things happens. were going sideways. He had bad like Things were actually getting interesting. Uh, at that <laughs> yeah, maybe that band was just about to get into some really cool uh, craziness. Uh, no, they, uh, they immediately replaced him and went on with the tour. <laughs> isn't that guy? Isn't that the guy who does the Nazi salute? <laughs> I, th I thought he was kind of middle of the road music. I didn't realize he was so edgy. Hardcore. Uh, hardcore. Uh, the other guy's Dreamweaver, uh, Gary Wright. Gary Wright, yeah. 80, gotta, was he? I, yeah. was, I was shocked that he was that old. I was not a big Gary Wright. I didn't like Dreamweaver. I had to play it a lot on the radio. It was one of those songs right. that when you worked at an album rock station, I guess they researched Gary. it and figured people, uh, people liked it. Dreamweaver. Coming at you, WNBC. We've got some Dreamweaver for you from Gary Wright. 
I'm a dream will get you through the night. <laughs> he had another song. Oh, I didn't know this. He played on Isn't, Isn't It a Pity? He was pals with George Harrison. Oh, all of his life. They were and lifelong friends once they met. Yeah. He played keyboards on, uh, or drum, uh, or rather, uh, piano. I don't know what the fuck he played, but uh, he was on Isn't <laughs> It a Pity? He was. I love this song. Yeah. Isn't it a shame? Might have to bring back George Harrison, too. The guy was yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. This whole I love that great. album. Three albums. Should have been a double album. That It was kind of a bullshit move, putting that Apple Jam on. Um, yeah, you don't need the that. instrumentals at the end. George Harrison, a uh, brilliant album. It was all bottled up inside of him because the Beatles wouldn't let him put any of his music on the records except for one song each album. And then he came out with uh, All Things Must Pass. And But then he loaded it up. On the, Gary one... Wright worked on every album he did. Wasn't there a story that Gary Wright was asked by John Lennon to do the piano part on, like, Imagine, and that he, he was too busy on tour or something? Does, does that, that make true. sense to anyone? It is true? Yes. He was touring you, probably for, for Dreamweaver. You gotta be <laughs> nuts. Wonder. Bit of a if John Lennon calls you and he says, I need you to play piano on Imagine, you just fucking do it. Cut the bullshit. Well, the one thing he did do, he was supposed <laughs> to be going into a session with some other musician. He had been hired and George Harrison called and said, I want you to come and play on, I don't even remember what song it was. And he left that other job and went to George Harrison. See, so uh, Gary Wright had a, what is the song? Love is Alive? You know that song? Yeah. Gary? My love yeah. is alive. I don't know that. My soul is like you, a yeah. wheel, that's, wheel turning. that's turning. Oh, wow. oh that one. My love is alive. alive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, look at this. John Lennon asked him to play piano on Imagine, but he couldn't do it due to his tour schedule. What schedule is that? I mean, he's not exactly the Eagles. I mean, the tour schedule. <laughs> couldn't find a day to fly in and do uh, John Lennon's music? Come on. I'm right there. Really want to know you. Oh, this must be uh, the George Harrison song he played on, too. No, this oh. is his uh, kind of third hit. He covered? Third hit? Yeah, yeah, he covered but, that. No, he he wrote a song. You, you know, George Harrison wrote a song. Really want to know you. Really want my to sweet show lord. My sweet lord. My, my sweet, sweet lord. lord. And then Gary Wright puts this out. That's it's like almost the same song. It's not the same song. No. And it's not good. No. Don't you think he was yeah. listening to George Harrison and just kind of, I don't know. I don't want to badmouth the guy. I don't know him and die. Well, but, George liked um, him. Like Lord's I said, better. they were friends their whole life, and he played on almost everything George did, and they toured with him and everything. Well, if George liked him, I liked him. That's the way yeah. I look at it. He played on My Sweet Lord. Great song. Well, anyway, hey, rest in peace, dude, and Steve Harwell, too.
How about Mitch McConnell uh, freezing up? What's going on with oh him? Oh, my that, goodness. That's but he weird. found a doctor. He found a doctor somewhere to go, uh, Mr. McConnell, <laughs> Senator McConnell's fine. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. I yeah, mean, he's Dr. hardly Bombay. fine. He was <laughs> yeah, wasn't he the doctor on Bewitched? <laughs> Nothing to see uh, here. Where, where does McConnell go when the, when that happened? Like, where does he physically, where does his brain he's go? He's at a fish concert in his yeah. brain. <laughs> These unicorns. He's in a closet That's at right. a fish concert. Yeah. It's like he did some mushrooms and then he had some weed and champagne. <laughs> too many mushrooms. Uh, too many mushrooms. Oh, my God. Hey, let, hey Chris, let's do the bit where... Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to interview Mitch McConnell, okay? Okay, hang on, yeah. Go ahead. Well, here's the, if you didn't hear it, here's the real Mitch McConnell freezing yeah. up. Here you go. Senator, you're up for election in three short years. What are your thoughts on that? I'm sorry, I had a hard time hearing you. That's okay. What are your thoughts on running for re-election in 2026? What are my thoughts about what? Running for re-election in 2026. Oh. That's good. Wow. <clears throat> Did you hear the question, Senator? Running for re-election in 2026? <laughs> Loud mouth. <laughs> I'm sorry, question? you all are going to need a minute. Senator. Penny. Yep. A lot of dead air. No, they couldn't even get him off the stage. He was clutching the podium okay. and he wouldn't let go. Somebody else have a question? Please speak up. Here, I'll oh, do the lady, bit with Chris. he's geeking hey. here. <laughs> let me, uh, let me, uh, wait a second. Wait, don't come in yet, Chris. Oh, okay. Robin, there's a knock on our door. I wonder who it is. Who is it? Hmm. Uh, I don't feel like getting the door, so I'm just going to wait. Wait, wait, just one second. Uh, I don't feel like getting the door. I'm going to wait. Hmm. Somebody really is anxious to get in. I'm not going to let him in. I'll tell you that. You know what? I'm not going to let him in. I don't want to get because uh, it might be Senator McConnell. And I I don't like that guy that much. But, you know, I, I don't want to let him. in. Uh Oh, he's taking out an axe <laughs> and he's trying to chop through the door. <laughs> Hold your horses, Chris. We'll get to it. Uh Oh, Oh my oh, goodness. No. He's, he's breaking in. through. Yeah. <laughs> There's Mitchie. <laughs> Hello. Hey, uh, Senator, Ooh. hi. Um, a lot of breath. Uh, uh, you, uh, put an axe, you see, uh, through the door. So Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, I just, uh, I want to put to rest any rumors that I'm uh, unwell or uh, uh, unfit. Uh, 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 Did you hear the question, Senator? Uh, just, just, uh, up a little bit. Uh, uh, All right, I'm sorry, you all. We're going to need a minute. Uh, no, I can. Um, uh, Senator, I have a question yeah. for you. Well, you speak up, please. <laughs> <laughs> Senator, how are you feeling? <laughs> I'm here. Um, will you, you speak up, please? You say. Somebody else have a question? Please speak up. Please speak up, please. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Senator, are you able to yes. perform your job uh, with your medical issues? Um, it's just, uh, I have a uh, few things that, um, as you know, uh, <laughs> Why do birds, birds 
sadly appear. Thank you, Senator. Thank you, Senator. I don't want to embarrass you. Gary. I think um, he needs a minute. Yeah. You. Uh, uh, <laughs> Rachel, if I may. Um, I mean, how did he get clearance? I mean, from the doctor. I mean, you know, but by the way, the it must nothing's wrong with him. It must be so great to be a United States senator because these guys do not want to let go of that job. It's just, you know, it's got to well, be awesome. Well, it tells you awesome. they're not in service to you. They're in service to themselves. And so they do right. not want to let go of power. For some reason or other, he's got to hold on even when his brain is glitching like that. He doesn't yeah. say, you know, I need to step away for my party, for the American people. They just keep going because they don't want to let go of the reins. I don't know. You know, it's... uh I think all these guys start to believe that they have the answers for the country, and if they leave, no one else can oh, do their job. Oh, you're being generous. No? <laughs> you don't buy that? I think they have the answers for themselves, and it's been very lucrative wherever they have been, and they don't want to let go because they know that uh, they'll move on to the next guy, and yeah. then they'll be nothing. It's got to be pretty awesome, too, because I notice at these press conferences, like McConnell's got like a ton of people just walking with him and hanging with him. And uh, when he probably goes to his office, he's got everybody scurrying around and like, you know, everything's about Mitch and, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, Mitch, what I'm worried about is you might be decomposing yeah. right in front of us. I mean, right. you know? well, yeah, no, as my doctor uh, clearly stated, there's no evidence of stroke or seizure. There's no, uh, uh, there's, uh, I see. We're sorry. You have reached Senator, a number that um, has been disconnected or is no longer in service. Uh, if you feel you have reached this recording uh, error, please check the listen, number and try your call again. As I was saying, Brandon, I just, uh, Brandon. Uh, yeah. Where'd you that? go, Senator, just now? Where did, well, like, where did you just go? Um, well, did you hear the question, Senator? Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> and your ear just fell I mean, off. If you, uh, yeah. if you ever, uh, awesome. when you go uh, to the, uh, you ever go there? Yes. See, what I'm pissed about is they don't ask the questions they really should be asking when he does that. Like, Senator, do you know where you are? Yeah. Can yeah. you tell us what date it is? Um, Senator, do you know where you are? You've ever, uh, ever go to the ever go, Senator? Do you hear the question? <laughs> uh, ever been? Uh, ever? It's March um, one nine nine one zero zero one 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 zero 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 eight eight nine three four eleven. So, uh, uh, Mister. Senator McConnell, yeah. who's the president? Somebody else Do have you, a question? Please I have a question, have Senator. Question, have you ever please. been to a fish concert? <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I yeah. ate a shrimp. All right, all right, it's um, enough. We, we all right, let me close the door here. Let me close the door. See if uh, we get Chris back. All right, Chris, good job. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> it's the best impression because yeah. you hardly have to say anything. <laughs> Lovely. I like when the aide goes, I can't hear you, Chris. What happened? 
Because you know what? I'm so used to muting myself when you close that door like Pavlov's dog. I, uh, I, <laughs> no, I, I like the mind. part of the tape where the aide goes, um, we're going to need a minute here. I, I'm like, yeah, a minute? She's being optimistic. And, we, and we then might she need... calls someone over. She goes like, Joe, like, get over here. And then some guy comes over. And, and they're literally trying to remove him from the stage and he won't go because he doesn't That's... know who they are at that moment. And he doesn't want to go with them. Excuse me. We're going to need a minute. Get any more than a minute. And a crowbar. And by the way, what a question to freeze on. What a yeah. question to freeze on. Sir, will you be running again? Uh, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> they stumped him. Yeah. Damn. And then, you know, Biden takes a, a stumble or stubs his toe. And it's like, oh, well, you see. You see yeah. what's going on? And it's like, yeah. uh, no, I don't quite yet, actually. <laughs> but I have passed out. And when you come to they're saying do you know where you are do you know what day it is what's your name like words like that they're not saying ask him another question when you um passed out did you remain standing or did you go down oh no they were trying to get me into a chair this was after surgery uh. and they were trying to get me into a chair and i passed out between the bed and the chair Wow. And when I, they were all yelling questions at me. And I said, why are you yelling? <laughs> and they said, yeah. because we lost you. Terry in Pennsylvania, you're on the air. Hey, Terry. And then we got to go. Hey, good morning. We'll see you. Hey, <coughs> good morning. See if you heard that uh, Anderson Cooper misspoke last night and said the word jizz. Oh, cool. What? We don't have tape What was he yet. talking about? <laughs> yeah, how did, in what context did he say about. jizz? Yeah. <laughs> Wake JD up and have him. I got it here if you want to listen. Go ahead. Let me let me uh, turn the volume down on my phone so you don't beat. There's uh, Anderson Cooper saying jizz on CNN. I've now waived arraignment entering not guilty, please. Tomorrow, she and attorney Kenneth Cheesebro has court as a court hearing on their efforts to set. <laughs> Were you able to make that out? <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you need a job? Uh, we have to hire you, the way you found that. <laughs> well, I was just watching it, and I heard him misspoke or misspeak, and then I thought, well, let me see if I can get through the stern, and I did. So there you go. I always like those. Uh, I like that one guy. There's like 12 people all up on, ra or 18 people up on racketeering charges with Trump, and one of the guys is Cheeseboro, and <laughs> evidently uh, Anderson Cooper said Jizzboro. <laughs> No, J.D. couldn't pull that clip. He was too busy micro-dosing at the Fish concert, I guess. <laughs> well, well, thank just, you, Terry. Uh, last night, he went, unless, unless he was at the Fish concert last night, it was just last yeah, night just, on his show. I'm just uh, he was worried about his fantasy football team last night. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a lot on his mind. He's worried about uh, Rappaport. Okay, thank you. Uh, yeah, anyway, probably should end the show. Next week, uh, we got um, Demi Lovato. You know, I was on her Instagram. She's got like nine and a half million followers on Instagram. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Very that's popular of, young lady. That's or, a lot of Who is she people. now? Is she a they? No. I don't know. No, no, no. She is sexy. Oh, is she they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if she's they, but I know she's non-binary or something. Oh. All right. That's cool. I'll ask her about that. Looking forward to meeting Demi Lovato. Talk a little music, maybe. 
and uh, she'll be performing live. Woman can sing. sing wow. Yeah. And then uh, the following week, Paul Simon, which I have been dying to speak to him. I mean, love Paul Simon. Oh, excuse me. Demi Lovato has 157 million Instagram followers. I can't even wrap How my head around that. mess up 9 million with 100? I don't know where I got nine. That's a, I me- that's a pretty poor calculation. <laughs> well, 9 million sounds like a lot to me. I can't even comprehend 150. I was 150. willing to accept it. Yeah, but it seemed low when everybody else is in the hundreds of millions. It's like half the people in this country are, are waiting on Demi Lovato to put out some information on her uh, Instagram. It's pretty impressive. Um, you know, we had a lot of listeners uh, back in the day but on the radio. not that many. Sure. 157 yeah. million. In fact, maybe I should interview her on her Instagram. <laughs> there you go. We there need go. the exposure. All right. <laughs> Who's exposing who? But uh, no, uh, that's crazy. 157 million Instagram followers. Now, I'm going to ask her about that. Like, does she have to constantly put out you know, product. And, yeah, and, what and, does she do to, to keep yeah. those people happy? Yeah. I've never put any energy into my stuff, but I should. You know, there's 143 million people in Russia. So she, that's bigger than the whole country of Russia. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty incredible when you look at it that way. She's more important than Vladimir Putin. Well, why doesn't she get him under control? <laughs> we could use her help. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's impressive. That's all I'm saying. Uh, this Friday on Howard 101, we're broadcasting Sirius XM's Intimate, and it was Intimate, Ed Sheeran's summer concert from the Stevens Talk House in the Hamptons. Yay! Boy, that was some concert. I truly enjoyed that. Um, really? You're, you're not just saying that. You really nope. enjoyed something. It, in fact, I spoke to Ed afterwards, after the concert, and he said to me, I just want to tell you, I, I, you know, I'm nuts. I'm at that concert, and I'm having a good time. I'm clapping my hands. I'm doing my little dance and everything. Just totally into it. And I saw a lot of people. There were so many famous people there. They were all schmoozing. Uh-huh. But I was, into, I was focused on Ed, and I thought during the concert, I go, I hope Ed can see how focused I am. I, in fact... Maybe I'm crazy, but I feel like Ed's looking at me. And I, you know, <laughs> and then I went, well, that's my narcissism. You know, how badly I want someone to look at me. So after the concert, um, John Bon Jovi had people over after the concert. And I went and Ed was there. And uh, Ed goes, I just want to tell you something. I was looking at you the whole concert and you were super focused on what I was doing. And you were really into it, man. He goes. I just want to tell you, I was very moved by that. Something like that, along those lines. And I went, mm-hmm. son of a bitch, I thought you were looking at me. But, I, you know, I, w- I was going to say something to my wife. But then, you know, she thinks I'm nuts to begin with. <laughs> and that's my narcissism. Oh, yeah, everyone's looking at me. But but Ed was locking eyes on me and making sure I was paying attention. Yeah. So I thought you'd like that. Um, it was fun. Brought my daughter. She's like the biggest Ed Sheeran fan, you know, and. I was kind of her hero, bringing her to the concert. And Did you introduce her? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I took oh, her over to John's awesome. house. Yeah, she's... Awesome. I look over, I see my daughter talking to Paul McCartney and Ed Sheeran, and I'm like... Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. 
She was. She knows how to schmooze my kid. She like doesn't annoy She's people. A, She's people don't realize you have some really bright kids, really intelligent kids, really sociable kids. Yeah, yeah. They don't, they're not an embarrassment, my kid. They're not like you at all. <laughs> no. My kids are fun. Hang. I like hanging yeah. with them. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We have a good time. And her new husband's a great guy. I'm on the phone with him more than I am with her. You're still enamored with your son, new son-in-law. Because, you know, like yeah, we, you said, I really like this guy. Well, he's in the car business, and I'm trying to figure something out with my car and, and get uh -huh. in a car. And he's, uh I don't know, we, we even had a Zoom meeting the other day with this guy out in California about a car. And, uh -huh. um yeah, I enjoy him. We have a good time. Good. He texts me a couple of times a day. So, wow. Yeah, he's a good guy. Maybe you'll have a friend. Yeah. Yeah, I like him. He doesn't annoy me. <laughs> <laughs> That's you're my friend if you don't annoy me. <laughs> and uh you know, my mother didn't go to my daughter's uh wedding, but mm -hmm. she saw the pictures and she called me up, you know. My mother's high pretty much all the time. Like, I used to get high in my house to, like, kind of deal with my mother. Yeah. Now I'm getting her high so she can, you know, <laughs> function. You know, and so she's oh, higher than, goodness. like, now I'm straight and she's high. And she's like, oh, you know, and then I could tell she's high. Like, uh, Beth was talking to my mom the other day. She goes, she's high as fuck. I go, thank God. <laughs> it's the best thing for her. Yeah, because my mom's on morphine. She's on. Um, she's got an antidepressant. She's on everything. She's got a cocktail going over there. Ooh, it's a yeah. wonder she's awake. Oh man, yeah. Well, a lot of times she's not. I go over. I have to wake her ass up. I go get up. <laughs> That's what she used to do to me. I'd be high and I'd pass out in a chaise lounge in her backyard, and she'd be like, "Wake up, wake up." <laughs> you know what I mean? And now I'm shaking her to wake her up. It's funny how life is. Yeah, you live long got enough. Got a complete yeah. full circle. My mother must have been high because she called me. She goes, "I don't know. She Ashley showed me the pictures from the wedding. They're so beautiful, but but with you, you were very handsome in your tuxedo. You know, I never thought of my son as good looking. Oh, gee, she's doing that again. Oh yeah, my but, god, but you looked good to me." And I'm like, oh, thanks, Mom. I think. I yeah, because somewhere in there, maybe there's a compliment. <laughs> I think there was a compliment there. <laughs> oh, my God. She, uh, she's a trip. Wait, if she hears that my brother-in-law's got COVID now, I what hope my sister do? doesn't tell her. I should call my sister right after the show and say, don't tell Mom that my mother hates illness, you know. Uh huh. I mean, I would get a cold, and I, it was just such bizarre. She'd go, "What's going on? You don't sound right." Oh, I don't know, Mom. Everything's good. No, no, no. I hear in your voice. Do you have a cold? Yeah. Oh, ooh. <laughs> you don't. You know, yes, I do. I have a little bit of a. What happened? What did you do to yourself? Why did this like happen to you? she never got a cold? Did oh, she, she 
when she would get a cold, she would carry on like a lunatic. Like she, I'm going up upstairs. I'm gonna die. You know. So it was oh like. Oh my god! But when she got a cold, you weren't allowed. I, I would say to her, "Well, how did you get it?" And she goes, "Don't be a wise guy." <laughs> She's too funny. I go, Mom, I don't know how I got the cold. I just have one. You don't know it. When you have a cold, it means you did something wrong. And you have to sit and think about what you're doing and what you're doing to yourself. And why didn't you take care of yourself? You have to sit and think. Mom, maybe I just picked up a little germ. No. You were run down. And you're burning the candle at both ends. And you're working <laughs> too much. And you know when you do wrong. Mother knows when son does something wrong. Mother knows when son does something wrong. Hello? <laughs> Does she go to sleep in the middle of work? <laughs> no, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I call her, but man, I'm afraid. I got to go over and see her, you know. Yeah. But if, if my mother finds out, how did Peter get COVID? What happened? What did you do to yourself? Oh, it'll be. And it, somehow it'll end up on me. You did, did you something. hear? Yeah, yeah. Did you hear about Peter getting COVID? It's there. You know. Hasn't she had a couple of bouts of COVID? Oh, yeah. But that, you know, no one brings that up. <laughs> I don't even know how she got COVID. She doesn't leave. I still want to know how it happened. She had it twice. Oh, my God. My mother called me the other day. Oh, and my son. My son. <laughs> My son. I don't know if she's trying to remind herself or trying to remind you. Who's yeah. you are my son? And she goes, ah, my son, my son, my son. Hey, Mom, I know, I know. I'm your son. I get it. You don't have to remind me. I'm trying to forget. You don't need to call up and tell me. Uh, uh, oh, the other day she was so. How oh, and I'm suffering so. I don't like to tell you my problems. But who am I going to tell? Uh, this place I'm in, I know you pay a lot of money. But there's a leak in the hallway. <laughs> there was some kind of leak in her hallway or in her bathroom. Something happened. And I even said to her aide, I go, is it? She goes, they're coming tomorrow. They're going to fix it, you know. But she, I go, is it, is it the truth? Because my mother goes, I'm telling you it's a tragedy, and I'm the one who suffers for what you're paying here. They should have a person here 24 hours a day to fix things. I go, Mom, it's unrealistic. You can't have somebody there to fix leaks 24 hours. I mean, night. And it was like 3 in the morning. They discovered a leak, and she wants it fixed overnight. <laughs> like other people wouldn't be disturbed by noise like that when they're trying to sleep yeah, robin you don't know you're not me <laughs> and you're not my age but i'll tell you this i couldn't use my bathroom the aide had to move all of my items to the other bathroom mind you the other bathroom is the bathroom my father used 
Because uh-huh. I got him a two bedroom. The other bathroom is three steps from her bathroom. <laughs> Honest to God, it's one, two, three steps. I had to move to the other bathroom and I'm suffering so. Uh, and I don't like to complain, but I am in trouble. And it doesn't matter to anyone else but me. But I hate to complain to you, but for the money you're paying here, they should have someone. I said to the aide, I go, this leak. What she goes, the aide says to me, they came, they fixed, they have to let the drywall just dry out. It's not interrupting anything. And the guy's coming. He's a nice guy. But I'm the one who has to deal with it. It's what I go, she do- she's not going to fix it. I, I don't know she, what she's dealing with. She's going to move to another bathroom. I don't know it's, what the fuck I, she's I dealing with. I don't know why, where the suffering comes in. Robin, you've got all the answers, don't you? <laughs> Listen, don't be a wise guy. <sighs> you don't know what it's like. And you know me, I try to stay positive, but it's difficult. It's difficult, and I'm suffering, and that's it. I mean, what can I say? I don't mean to tell you these things, but I don't know who else to tell. But, Mom, it's going to be okay. They're going to fix it. It's yeah. They don't have anyone here to fix it. But, Mom, it happened at 3 o'clock in the morning. Well, they at these rates, they should have someone. Well, when it got fixed, did she say, oh, thank goodness? It's no, fixed. no, I don't hear about no, that. No, no. <laughs> she did like the man who came to fix it, though. Uh, thank God. Well, that's not. He's a that. very nice guy. His name is, what is his name? What the hell? Let me call. Let me call. What is his name? Mom, I don't care what the guy's name. What's his What? Eduardo. Eduardo. <laughs> Or whatever the fuck it was. Eduardo. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm making that up. I don't know what the guy's name was. What is his name? I go, Mom, your aide said it's not so terrible. Well, she tries to stay positive, but it's, a, it's we're suffering. We're suffering so. My son, my son, my son. Right. Okay, I got to go. <laughs> No other help. Ellen, your sister was trying to get on a plane. <laughs> oh, my sister! My sister has left the country <laughs> ever since my mom went moved there. I'm afraid to tell my mother Beth's going to Paris without me. Uh-huh. It might kill her. Why? Well, what? I'm not going to tell my mother. What I would never that? because I would never ever have left your father. Uh. What do you mean, Beth is going to Paris, and not and you're not going? No, Mom. Well, that's a terrible thing. Your father once came to me. He had a friend who was going to Cuba, and your father said, "Bernie asked me to go to Cuba." Can I go? And I said, of course you can go to Cuba without me. But don't come home. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I believe you, me, Robin. If Howard's father went to Cuba, 
I throw him right out of the house. <laughs> and for Beth to go to Paris, well, I'm sorry for you. Oh. I'm sorry for you. Thank you, Mom. Believe me, nothing good happens in Paris. <laughs> right, Mom. <laughs> What's she going to do there? Well, she's going to go with her girlfriends and the... Her girlfriends. A married woman. Running around. I mean, what is that? You don't get married to go with your friends anywhere. I never went anywhere. I always went with your father. I know, Mom. See, this you is great. why you have these things stuck in your head, because this is what you were told as a Howard, little boy. You Howard, never leave your spouse's side. Howard always listened to me. He was a <laughs> mama's boy. Which look at Howard when he was a little boy. And I'd say, Howard, why don't you go over your friend's house to play? And Howard would say, Mom, they'll come to me. I'm not leaving. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he did. And Howard would turn to me every day. I remember he would go to school and he'd say, Mom. You're not going to miss me too much. You'll go with your friends. You'll go shopping. You'll make dinner. And before you know it, I'll be home. He always rushed home to his mother. Oh, boy. <laughs> and he worried how I would be. The whole time at school, he worried. And believe you me, I taught my son to worry about me because he should worry about others. Jeez. That's right. And you with that cheese, I mean, what do you know about it? You always have the answers. Well, I think children should have, like, you know, what this you sense think? of security. Is that, oh, is that what you think? Uh, yeah, oh, I okay. thought so. Good yeah. for you. You have all the answers. <laughs> Boy, that Robin has all the answers. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, she's a handful, man. Oh, you should have heard her. I'm suffering here. I go, Mom, the, 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 the leak is in the hall, and you have to move a step to at the other bathroom. It's not easy. I'm suffering. Okay. What am I going to do? I mean, she's suffering. <laughs> I got to get out of here. I would like to be even... inside her body. Yeah. And no, you wouldn't. really understand what she's feeling. I want to oh, know what's no, going on you... there. She don't even know what she's feeling. I got her so hopped up. Because she gets depressed otherwise. We got her on beautiful, uh, beautiful medications. It doesn't yeah. sound like they're helping. Oh, if you should have seen her without the medication. It was a nightmare. This is her happy. Whew. No, no, no. She's happy. Oh, then it. And then it. Then her, her her legs started swelling up again with edema, and I found out oh. she was eating bagel and lox every single day. Every she decided day that's what that she wanted. Salt. Yeah, yeah, all that salt. They told me I can't have my bagel and lox. 
<laughs> mom, if you don't want your ankles to hurt, you know, you'd think it's the end of her. You know, listen, my mom's 96. She's, I, I even say, eat what, eat pizza, eat McDonald's, eat fucking bagel and lox if you want it. But um, and then her ankles swell up and she can't fucking function. Right. They told me I can only have bagel and lox one day a week. I mean, what is that? <laughs> Mom, you'll enjoy it. It'll be a treat. You'll have it one day a week. You'll see. You'll feel better. So she stopped the bagel. She, my edema went away. She doesn't even yeah. know it's called edema. She goes, right. my leg feels better. I go, yeah, I know. I talked to the nurse. We we stopped the, the bagel and lox. Why? Well, they told me I could have it today. All right, have it. <laughs> oh my god i can't even imagine this is what i mean this was my summer you want to know what i was busy with people have imaginations <laughs> imagine oh howard stern was that i went to one ed sheeran concert oh you got the life i go i got the life what life do i have i'm busy taking care of everyone uh what's the use i gotta get out of here robin you're a good son. You're a good How son. it is the best. <laughs> I'm very blessed with a good team. <laughs> a team? <laughs> I have the best team. Mom, I'm not, I'm your son. I'm not your team. <laughs> you know what I mean. You know. All right. Anyway, hey, I should end the show talking about my favorite underpants. Here's a little promo for you. On Monday's show, I'm going to ask Fred how his summer was. What do you think of that? Wow. Yeah, that's a promo. Okay, That'll bring me back. <laughs> yeah. You know Fred has 143 million people following him on Instagram? That's how many. No, that's I thought right. through the streets. 143 million people. <laughs> yeah, it's like them. a crowd. It's like at the end yeah. of Frankenstein. <laughs> We're building anticipation. All right, Fred. We're going to find out how your summer went on Monday. So I can't wait to hear. Wonderful. We'll be glad to share it with you. All right. Thank you. Maybe that was enough just hearing Fred now. And we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. What do you All think? right. And make sure to listen to that... Um, Ed Sheeran concert. We're going to air it uh, Friday night. Boom. Did I say that already? Good. All right. Want to make yeah. sure. All right. Okay. Later. Bye. Um, let's get ready to get ready. When the Howard Stern Show ends, the Howard Stern Wrap-Up Show begins. Starting right now on Howard 101.